What's up, guys? Welcome to Spawncast Live, Saturday night's 9 o'clock. I have a couple people with me. Max is actually busy tonight, so he won't be joining us. Philip is actually busy. He's uploading and rendering a video right now, and he will be uh, with us at some point during the show. So Philip will be on eventually. But right now, what we have, we have Evan, who's here, obviously Kimricks. How are you hey, doing, Evan? I'm doing fine. Still pretty tired. Hey. Yeah, yeah still, hit, still hitting gigantic super hard? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We gotta get you on another game at some point, man. That's my competitive game. Once you find <laughs> it, you really can't quit for that like any amount of time. You're just in it. Uh, well, we we played a lot of a lot. We like we like like binged on indie games on the Switch this past right. week, and then we did we played a uh, uh, one on the on Steam, Phantom Trigger. So we can talk about all of that. And then we have OJ from Player Essence. How how is it going, man? Good, man. It's going good. How are you guys doing? We're, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. It's, it feels like it's been a long day today. I don't know why, but I mean, mm. it's it's nine o'clock now. It just feels like it's been like two days mm. in a Saturday. So I, I don't know what the deal is, but it's it's one of those days. Yeah, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's six o'clock over where you are, right? Yeah, yeah, six o three where I'm at. I'm in uh, the beautiful Central Valley of California. So yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. See, that'd be that'd be that'd be super long. Then it'd be like I'd, I'd still have another like four hours to go before I even start thinking about bed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. But it's oh, I'm going man. good, man. It's good. It's good to be on again. I really appreciate you guys having me. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, man, absolutely. Uh, like I said, uh, guys, Philip will join us at some point. We don't know when, so if you see him pop in. Um, it, it might be kind of weird for a minute because he might be like, "Hello, hello, Are you guys hear me?" <laughs> uh, but we'll we'll get we'll get back to Philip when he when he comes in. We'll see how he's doing. But um, what have uh, what have you guys been playing this week? Anything good? Um, I've been playing um, Splatoon two. Um, I did the splat. <laughs> I know. <laughs> has anyone has anyone played that game? It's pretty good. Um, yeah, I've been playing Splatoon too. I've been playing. I've heard it. good things about it. Yeah. <laughs> Have you? I know it's it's yeah. not bad. I, I think it's doing a little. I think it's doing okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I've been on Team Catchup Boys. We, we rolling with the Team Catchup. Oh, Boys your Team Catchup. There's, oh, man. Yeah, well, because I let my I let my Twitter uh my Twitter followers like pick what team I was gonna be, and it was overwhelmingly like. Catch up. It was like overwhelming. Really? Yeah, it oh, was like wow. almost seventy percent. They told me to go catch up, and then I went to go play, and literally there was like not enough mayonnaise, people, man. Like wow. we were playing against other team catch up people. It was like it was it was bad. It was not good at all. So um, that's so that's weird. That's see, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm I'm on team mayo. That's interesting that there's not enough mayo people. <laughs> no, there's just really not enough mayo people. I saw Terminator Juice, who's another YouTuber. He was like, "Hey, anybody on team mayo, come help me. Come join." <laughs> He was he was crying out to Twitter for help in a game that's like sold like two million copies or something like that. Right. <laughs> what were you what were you saying, Evan? It's in most games like that. It is a common thing for teams to like split that heavily. I've played a lot of games where they'll have just the multiple factions, but everybody kind of likes that one faction. So I, I didn't know how it was going to go, but basically confirmed for me that it was kind of what I was thinking. See, I'm like I'm like a mayo. I, I eat way more mayo than I do ketchup. I eat mayo actually almost every day. <laughs> I think about it because it usually really? goes in. Well, it goes in. I eat uh, like tuna fish out the can, like usually yeah. like two or three times a day after like working out or at the gym or anything. And mm -hmm. mayo goes in there. So that's it. I, I don't even take it out of the can. I pop the can, drop some mayo in, and just eat it. <laughs> so I eat a lot of mayo, and that's um. I'm surprised. I, I figure I thought mayo would have had a better chance. That's interesting. Uh, you know what? I kind of knew Team Ketchup was probably gonna, you know, kind of roll it just because mayonnaise. People use it, but I guess uh, I think that a lot of the younger people don't like mayonnaise as much. I mean, I love mayonnaise, but you know, I can't eat the regular mayonnaise point. now. You know, I have to eat the 
the veganese. So oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Did you get did you get uh, did you get superpowers yet? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> not not yet, man. But I feel I feel better. I feel better after going vegan. But it's tough, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's but, tough because you can't, you can't, you got to be really careful about what you eat. Like you can't eat like much of anything. Like normally when you walk into the store, man, you got to be real careful. You can't eat anything, bro. Like it's, it's, it's tough, but it's, it's, it's working. It's working. So I'm, I'm losing weight. I'm doing, I'm feeling better. Um, cause I've had some issues, so I'm feeling better, man. But yeah, yeah I mean, I, I'm, I really like mayo though. I like the olive oil mayo. That's like my, Mm. Like okay. I don't really think I've ever good. tried that one. I just walk in and grab whatever looks okay, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. The vegan oil, mayo, the veganese, it's, it's not too bad. I, I yeah, because they have to take like the eggs out, right? Yeah, yeah. You can't have, you can't have any of that. No dairy. I can't have any dairy. So. Oh, okay, okay. So what do you, do you usually have to drink like soy like soy milk kind of? You can do soy. You can do almond milk, soy milk. Um, You can't you can't have any meat, Um, any yeah. form of yeah. meat. Yeah. And uh, yeah, no dairy. So it's, it's, uh, it's, a, it's a little different, man, but it, it's cool where do you get like your, where do you get your proteins from generally if you can't eat any of that um the proteins man you gotta just like man what is it like there's like these potatoes that you get you know what i'm saying and then there's like uh of course taking making sure you take your vitamins b12 all of that um so to be honest man, i don't even know where i just eat a lot of <laughs> that's just to be real i just eat a lot of vegetables yeah. i just eat yeah. a lot of vegetables i have some potatoes i just have like that's it man you can't really eat much of anything i mean i'm still learning though i'm still learning like all the recipes and stuff and i got people helping me but but yeah i mean it's cool though it's like i've been on it for like three weeks two or three weeks now man so you you drop weight like quick oh i'm sure yeah oh i'm I'm sure yeah usually usually like sugar probably goes along with any of the stuff you can't eat too so you probably don't (laughs) eat a lot of sugar then no i don't eat a lot although you can have it um but you know i don't i don't eat too much sugar anyway but yeah man i every now and then you get a crazy sweet tooth once you go vegan though because it's like you can't have anything else that's like super good you know (laughs) can you well can you have like the um can you have like the sugar-free pudding Uh, that you make with like soy milk would that work I'd have to look. I'd have to look into it because most of the stuff, like if you look at like the back of the label, say like contains milk products that you mm. don't know, like if you mm. can have it or not. So it just, I guess, it just depends. But okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah that's 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 not bad. That's a, that's what I would probably go with is like a sugar free, like you know the the sugar free Jello stuff that you can make. The <laughs> yeah, that actually yeah. works really well. Um, yeah. but okay, so. Let me let me let me talk to you a little bit here about uh about this Capcom thing that's going on. Man, it was so loud all week about Capcom. Everybody's talking about Capcom because they're well, they're finally bringing Resident Evil back to this to Nintendo. It's been four years, I think, since it was on a Nintendo system. Um, that was obviously you you have it Revelations on the Wii U because you showed it in one of your videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you even said yourself it didn't it didn't do super well on the Wii U. No, it did um, horrible. Yeah, and uh, so now they're to the point where they're willing to bring it over because obvi- obviously um, they uh, they they did well with. I mean, they made a point to tell everybody, well, Street Fighter on the Switch is probably going to end up doing better than Street Fighter Five overall when you get to, into attach rates and everything. Um, now I'm sure they've been planning to bring Resident Evil over for a little while, but now I'm curious if they maybe they're a little more interested in the Switch as a as a platform to sell on just because of how Street Fighter did like for future projects, you know, ones that are like a year or two down the road. Um, but I don't know if they're going to do any original stuff. We're, we're thinking ports, right? Yeah, I mean, that's what I would think would just be pretty much ports at this point. I mean, because that's just how Capcom is, you know. Um, I was having a talk with uh, Coloco, who's another YouTuber today, and, like, we were looking down the line of things, and, like, Capcom, even with, like, the PS4, right? PS4 record sales, successful, they did nothing. It wasn't until recently till PS4 started getting some um, some big games, like Resident Evil 7, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, but for the first 
few years of PS4, they literally released nothing on that system, um, just ports. Like, they had like a DMC port. They, they had like Strider, but that was really a PS3 game, downloadable content, you know, just smaller downloadable game. That was on PS4. But other than that, um, Capcom just did nothing. They just released ports on the system. Then Resident Evil Revelations 2 launched in 2015 on the PS4 and Xbox One, but that was the episodic. It was it was a mess, right, when it launched. So really, they did nothing on that system up until pretty much this year. You know, even with the record record sales of the PS4. So that's just how Capcom is, man. They're just that's just the studio that they are at this point. They rather it's, spend it's less, sad, isn't it? Like from what yeah. we remember back in, uh, I mean, you can go back to even the early 360 PS3 days when they were still making, you know, semi. I mean, that keep in mind that was 2005, 2006. That feels like an, an eternity ago, you know, <laughs> like over <laughs> well, years ago. Um, but they were still at least trying things. But you could tell as games became more and more expensive, they started to do more and more ports. Like, it was much cheaper back in the Super Nintendo, the PS1, the PS2 days. And now it costs a small fortune to do a AAA game. And you don't mm -hmm. know if it's going to work or not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's obvious that um, Resident Evil 7, while the vocal minority loved that game, it was super popular online because it's a straight horror game. When you look at the actual sales, it did worse than Resident Evil 5 and 6. And people don't even like 6, but 6 still sold much better than 7 did. Yeah, 6 kind of blew it out of the water. I mean, it, maybe it'll catch it at some point. Maybe when it goes down, you know, in price like the $20, and maybe more people will hop on. Because, I, I mean, I personally know... Um, I was a part of the Capcom forums and the Resident Evil forums where all the hardcore Resident Evil fans go, and, you know, I, and I've been there until I left until like recently, but like people, like people like the game Resident Evil 7. It, it's, it's a good game, but it, I really don't feel that that's a Resident Evil game to me. I mean, it has the, it has the, the, like the aura around it, like as far as like the, this, the creepiness, the horror, yeah. like the original, but just. The first person view the non-memorable characters that's almost as synonymous with resident evil than anything just being able to who's your character okay it's leon it's claire redfield it's chris redfield and resident evil 7 is completely missing that like like i said half the people i talk to don't even know who the main character is in resident evil 7 they can't name his name but they can name everyone from resident evil 1 all the way through heck even the spin-offs you know even well, they, the smaller I mean, they really, they've really built like a like a really a good story that kind of spans several games and then it almost like it just cuts off right at resident evil 7 and you just kind of run into a wall and it's you, like you said you don't really get to know the character very well mm -hmm. or anything mm -hmm. to not definitely not to the extent that they had crossing paths in resident evil 6 and all this stuff happening it, um, it, and yeah and resident evil 6 i mean leon's campaign is actually not bad it's just right uh, chris redfield's campaign is horrible it's i mean it's my opinion it's absolutely it's probably the worst i've ever seen it so i mean the game was just lacking focus you could see that they were trying too many things if, if, if they just focused or if they just made the game around leon again I think people would have thought much better about the game, you know, but they they really did a lot of crazy things with that game. But yeah, I mean, we'll see where it goes. I mean, Capcom obviously is, um, I've accepted them for who they are, but like you were saying, like in the PS2 era, um, they were just, they had far better developers in my opinion. I, I don't see who they're, like you take Platinum Games, right? That's essentially what Capcom, a good chunk of Capcom, you know, was Platinum Games. And you literally removed that whole team from them. I mean, know? they had some. They had some awesome games. I mean, you could go back and look at like a, a series that I think people, some people might miss. I remember watching it all, like all the time on on this is a while ago on G4 TV. They would have Cinematech, and I'd always see Maximo pop up, mm. and that was a Capcom game, and it, this is a pretty fun Capcom game. But they're just not that creative anymore. They don't want to be. They want to keep porting games. I mean, how many times we're we gonna see Mega Man made available? On another system. Yeah, 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 yeah man. And I think that's the thing. Like, I like, I mean, Mega Man isn't my favorite, 
but I do like it. And like, I'm no longer going to continue. I already bought the collections like we've talked about before. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm no longer going to continue buying collections, buying collections. It doesn't make sense. Um, they need to just get us a new Mega Man game and just take the time. But like I said, Capcom is no longer that developer, you know, that we thought they were going to be ever since Shinji Mikami for Resident Evil left. Every Resident Evil game has went down in the in the eyes of a lot of people, a lot of Resident Evil fans since Shinji Mikami left. Now he's went off to make the Evil Within, which a lot of people say, "Hey, man, this is like the real Resident Evil four that we like that right. we want to see," you know, <laughs> or like the real follow up. And then you look at Platinum Games, and let's just be honest here: um, Platinum Games has made. I don't think Capcom has made a game that's good as any of Platinum Games' main titles since they left. I'm I, I can't name one game from Capcom from like. 2006 or 2007 and on that's better than like metal gear or better better metal gear uh rising revengeance or mm. better than um better than bayonetta one bayonetta two um better than all of platinum games main titles uh we had they had mad world uh they just they just did a bunch of great stuff since they left capcom you know and even when they're at capcom they had okami beautiful joe you know they had some great games like great ips that are just gone forever. Oh, <laughs> Beautiful like, Joe is awesome. I would love a, a new game for Beautiful Joe. That'd be so oh, cool. It would be great. It would both of them, even Beautiful Joe too. People think that that one's not as quite as good, but that one's great. That art style good. would work perfectly on the Switch. Even it would be great. I would love for them. And to me, Beautiful Joe is not. You don't really got to change up too much. You just add in some new powers, some things. Just heck, it can be. It can be shameless for all I care. It can just be like a straight like, hey, we just took this, we just added a little bit on it to make it Beautiful Joe 3. I'd buy it. I think people would be happy, you know? Yeah, that would be cool. Evan, you remember Beautiful Joe? <laughs> uh, we played it a little bit at the store just because we kept getting it in once in a while. Yeah, it was pretty fun. It was, I mean, it was, a, it was a GameCube game that sold okay. I think it was only like a $15 GameCube game yeah. compared to the other GameCube games where it was like, you know, you get in like Mario Sunshine, that was like a minimum $35 game and it would be gone in like an hour. Um, but uh, that's... That's interesting. I mean, Evan, you 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 mostly stuck with Capcom for Street Fighter, didn't you? Uh, well, that and chunks of other stuff that would pop up. I think uh, Lost Planet, I believe. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was all the way up to three. Did you play three? Um, I uh, didn't play three because I didn't like the concept of three. They definitely felt, at least in what they showed, that it was moving away from the style of action I liked in the first and the second game. Uh, uh -huh. But along those lines, I mean, I guess in 2012 it was, Dragon's Dogma. Uh, it was yeah. pretty fun. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. What, what, so, were, what were sales like there on Dragon's Dogma? I don't know what sure. sales were like, I if they were any good. It, I think it sold okay. They were good. Yeah, it sold okay. It wasn't, it wasn't like, non-profitable for them because they're bringing, a, they're bringing a port out to the... Um, they had, like, an expansion. I know they had, like, Dragon's Dogma Online, mm -hmm. and then they had their original Dragon's Dogma, and then I know they have, like, an update to it, the original Dragon's Dogma, which added characters and stuff. So I know it's a franchise for them that is a... Or at least it was a profitable franchise. And they're, and they're bringing it to PS4 and Xbox One, of course. Uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> of course, they're bringing it to PS4 and Xbox One. So, I mean, I think, I think they're okay with it, to be honest. That's the, that's the strategy right there, man. Just keep porting stuff over and and no one will notice. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just... I mean, the, the fact that they brought... <laughs> I mean, Resident Evil Revelations 1 to PS4 and Xbox 1. I have, to give them, I have to give them this, though. I mean, Revelations 2 on the Switch will at least be the first time I think we've had that game really portable. Um, because the first one, obviously, was on the 3DS. It's on Vita. It was on, okay. Revelations 2 was on Vita, but it's Vita, you know, so... Yeah, yeah, it's going to look a lot better on the Switch, that's for yeah, sure. Yeah, um, it's going to be... The, the Vita version... The, the game isn't super... Like, you know, Resident Evil Revelations 2 isn't... It's not like it's a super graphically intense game. I mean, obviously it looks good, but it's just not... It's not, like, 
super high end, but mm. I think that yeah, the the Nintendo Switch version is going to look just as good as the PS4 and Xbox One. I so do. Yeah, I think I think that's the case as well. I think you're right because um, I mean, they, it really the system requirements for the PC, for example, aren't very high. And then of course we saw the first one run on the yeah. 3DS, which yeah. is significantly <laughs> weaker than the Switch. Now, the MT the MT framework that thing can it can do a wide range of uh, systems. <laughs> it's pretty flexible. Yeah. yeah. Evan, is your is your camera dying on you? Uh, no, I think it's just Comcast. Oh, okay. It's I mean, your, voice, your voice sounds all right. <laughs> it's perfectly fine on my end. Everything's 100%. I don't know why it looks bad on your stream. <laughs> it is Comcast. It happens, man. But yeah, like with, with Capcom, I feel like they've tried a bunch of stuff over the past like half a decade, and they ha- it has to have been crashing. Like, they're, Have we seen or heard anything about Deep Down since 2013? No, that game no. is that that I was go, I was about to talk about that in the video. Um, uh, Evan, good, cool bringing it up. Now we can discuss it. But yeah, there's been nothing on the game, man. It's been, it's like MIA. It's like gone, yeah. like gone yeah. off the face of the earth. So I feel like they they like Microsoft dumped a bunch of money into all these like IPs and uh, concepts to pull into something, and then it just never panned out. So like I feel like they're just struggling at this point, which is why porting's their big thing. Because it's easy to port, and if they can regain some of their lost money through these bad ventures, then like that's a way of getting back into the graces of being able to create new things, isn't it? Yeah, it must be. That must be because you can show your investors like, hey, we barely spent any money, but look at all the money we got back in return. Um, you know, don't be mad at us, kind of thing. I mean, they they who knows if they actually want them to even like even put that kind of money out anyway maybe the investors are happy with just porting get whatever sales you can and then move on to the next port i, I don't know you feel like you have to have one big project going on though right I, maybe maybe that was resident they, evil 7 for them yeah resident evil 7 marvel versus capcom infinite um and i think they have one do they have something else coming out this year i'm not sure if there's something else uh they said yeah, they're gonna even, even marvel vs. capcom infinite though doesn't look that good <laughs> To them, that's a major. That's a new mix. Since, since it's new, it's not a port. It's major to them, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. But so. I mean, you look back at the old Marvelous Capcoms, and it's man, the roster size has really has really got a lot smaller. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's 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 smaller. But I mean, I think that's where Capcom be, not being the studio that they once were. So many people leaving, so many things shuffling around. That I think that's where that comes into play, right? Like when you're when you're talking, okay, well, let's see the next new game. Yeah, and. You can see it. Like I said, it happened with Resident Evil. Like Resident Evil 4, 5, and 6, each time people left. Each time people left. And they got traditionally worse, worse, and worse. Now what they did is they went kind of went back to the basics when it comes to things to make Revelations 1 and better, you know, Revelations 1 and 2 uh, better games. But still, the fact that we're not back up to the Resident Evil 4, that, that area. And a lot of people feel that the evil within is better than anything that they put out. I mean, obviously, the reviews aren't quite saying that. But a lot of people who've played the game, I've played it. And I could say, yeah, I've had more fun with, you know, the Evil Within than any any game since probably five. You know, mm-hmm. I think the Evil Within is better than every single Resident Evil game released after five. So, um, you know, that's the thing with uh, with them. Like, they've been losing talent, and the the people that are leaving aren't helping the people that are, you know, that stay, or they aren't helping the new generation like Nintendo does, or even like Sony does to an extent, you know, like they're not, they're not helping them with the games or at least know how to do them. So I think Capcom has just kind of been, which can happen to any company, right? If, if you, if you have people just mass leave the company and the other, the new fresh blood doesn't know what they're doing or doesn't, you know, or is new at things, then you're going to get these type of games. The quality is going to go down. Um, and right. I think that's what's happening in Capcom a, a little bit, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then, um, 
Let me uh, let me talk about some of the sales that that took place this week. I, I assume you saw like the one the media create and the Famitsu sales. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you you saw that the Switch is still selling very high, which is interesting. Um, I don't I don't I didn't expect their sales to still be around a hundred thousand units. Um, I don't know if you did, but I wasn't. I th I thought they had a big push for Splatoon two, and then we see like a bit of a hangover period. But it seems like their stock really didn't go down much at all. No, no. And you know what? That was the thing. Like I was expecting the same thing. Like, okay, well, big push for Splatoon 2. Uh, we've seen this before. I mean, the what was it? The Back in March when they did the whole test fire thing, big push for Splatoon 2. Sales went up and the next week went right back down. Um, and I was expecting that too, but that didn't happen. I mean, the Famitsu, Famitsu charts even actually charted it above the position four, you know, in the week that Dragon Quest Eleven launched, um, whereas Media Create had it lower. But even still, I, I didn't expect it to be back to back that much so it was it was pretty cool to see you know that nintendo's maybe they're getting the stock situation better you know yeah that's kind of where what i was thinking i wonder if they've maybe figured something out and this is they were they were going to use splatoon 2 as the big kickoff and just start sending switches out everywhere because if japan is getting a hundred thousand units a week what does that mean that like the united states is getting because the u.s always gets more than japan yeah 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 definitely i i see what you're saying there and from what i see you know i i mean i go out quite a bit obviously i try to do my best to see like what the stock situation is like try to help people find a switch you know um when it comes to things and yeah i don't, I don't ever see one in stores but I, I always talk to like people there like yeah we sold like this many this week or we sold every single time it's always sold out so i'm, I'm they're getting replenishments but they're just Every time they come in, people see it. It's like an impulse buy for some people, maybe. I mean, I don't know. Or they're just waiting for it. They're gone before you can even, you know, take the time to, you know, do anything. Anytime I go to the store, there's only like either there's not there's nothing left, or there's one left, or there's a fresh restock, and then the guys are grabbing a bunch of them out. So you never really see them. I mean, you see them get restocked, but they're always gone. So that that I mean, that's obviously great for Nintendo. Um, you know, especially considering what happened. I mean, even like the 3ds never in the U.S. There was never any. Like, I never saw the 3DS move like that. Maybe in Japan it does, but in the U.S. not really. So it, it's cool to see, you know, it's something. Yeah, 3DSs were pretty easy to get from what I remember back then. It was, uh, there was usually on the shelves, at least from what I remember. I think the only mm. one that I remember having a hard time getting was actually this past Christmas. There was this big 3DS shortage for some weird yeah. reason, and they jumped heavily in price. I don't know if you if you uh, noticed that, but there was a point in time where 3DSs were online for almost $300. Yeah, actually, I did notice that. I um, um I had a I had two of the Mario and Luigi Dream Teams uh, 3DSs, and I sold one for like 300 and something dollars. So, <laughs> so yes, I do know that, and I took advantage of that shortage. <laughs> Oh so, man, yeah. and, the, and the auction got up to that. You know what I'm saying? Like I was just looking yeah. for a normal price for it. the auction. I didn't even know that it was going to be like that. I just put it up there and it got up to like $350 for it. And I was like, okay, I'll take it. You know, <laughs> Dude, people were fighting for that, man. I'm telling you, people were going crazy. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, it was, you know, that, that mixed with, uh, well, scarcity mixed with Christmas time is going to do mm. that. Um, mm. That's just, that's the way it goes. And I think Pokemon launched that, that, that and maybe that was a thing. Sun that and helped moon, yes. yeah, Sun and moon and people were just, you know, snapping up those three DSs. So yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it's, um, it's good. But so Dragon Quest 11 did launch. Um, it did pretty well. I mean, I think the PS4 came close to a million. The, the 3DS crossed a million pretty easily. Mm -hmm. um, so we definitely had 2 million Dragon Quest 11s just in, just for square and, uh, uh, the the franchise itself did pretty well, um, and now really we're all looking at uh, well when is it going to come out on the Switch right because that's what everyone's really looking for now is is where is the Switch version we assume it's later on this year we assume they didn't want to I I do anyway I assume they didn't want to launch it alongside of them because the Switch if you look at it if it is the PS4 version is almost the 3DS and the PS4 version mixed together 
Yeah. So yeah, was, they might be like, hey, take your time. You know, let's, <laughs> let's get these sold through first, and then we'll come back. The Switch version will come out. It'll still sell anyway, even if there's a bunch of the 3DS and the PS4 versions out there. It'll still sell for its convenience factor. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, that's the thing about it. It's like, because it's kind of like you're getting the best of both, right? You get the HD graphics, you get the Unreal Engine 4, you get all that, but then you also get the portability, what people would buy, you know, the 3DS the 3DS version for. I mean, the 3DS version does have some cool extras, too. You know, the fact that you can play it old school 2D, you know, and you can play it, like, in the 3D graphics, that's actually really awesome. That's Some people ingenious. like that. Some people yeah. like the 2D look. So, yeah, they're probably happy yeah. with that. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. So that's ingenious. I mean, I've never seen a game... I don't think there's any game that I've seen do that to where you can completely switch on the fly between 2D and 3D. So that's awesome. Um, but I still think, like you said, yeah, man, like when the game comes out, I think people are just going to, it's not going to matter how long it's been out. It's the fact that it's Switch. It's the fact that it's just a sleek console. It's nice to hold, obviously. It's just, and not only that, but then it's like you get all of the other games that you're looking for too, you know, like like the Splatoon and all that. So I think Japan's going to really like it. And of course, US, I think it's going to do well here too. But. It'll definitely do better. I think it'll do better in Japan, obviously. It'll do okay in the United States, but Japan is like Dragon. That's like Dragon Quest country right there. Yeah. Um, did you, um, Evan, did you play Dragon Quest? Was was it PS2 the last time you played it? <laughs> I can't even remember. Actually, no. Dragon Quest it, 8? <laughs> I think in terms of Dragon Quest, I think it was the DS. Oh, you, okay, yeah. The DS is fine. They had they had a uh, bunch of them on the DS, yeah. Um, but it's... Uh, it's, it's popular, man. It's going to be good. It's, it's going to be good. We have that 2DS XL, Evan. You could maybe play some Dragon Quest on that. <laughs> no, definitely. The new ones are fantastic. Yeah, yeah it does. It, it's pretty cool. I, I I don't know. I still would probably buy it on the Switch, depending on which version it was. Um, I assume it's getting the PS4 version. But I, I don't I don't know why I would get it on either other either system other than just the Switch, because it's convenience. <laughs> Um, but, uh, it's going to be, it's going to be interesting when it comes out. Now we just need to see, they just said 2018, they've pretty much confirmed PS4 is coming over, which I think that means 3DS is coming over also. Um, and I assume they say 2018 cause they want all three versions just to come over here at the same time. Um, but there's gonna be a lot of people looking at how it looks on the switch when it comes out, because we haven't seen anything. Have we, we haven't seen any screenshots, nothing, right? A lot of single screenshot. They, they did reconfirm recently like, Hey, you know, it's still coming. We'll talk about it when it's time. Like it's just not time. So I'm thinking there's some type of promotion with Nintendo if they're gonna say. And then they they another time they said like uh, there's adult reasons why we haven't showed it yet. So I, I think that's I think that's mostly just an NDA between them, and they just they need they need to focus to be on the PS4 and the 3DS and, version. Exactly. When I when when he said that, I was like, okay, that means it's business. It's some type of you know NDA business. If we put out the Switch version, this hot selling system, it, you know, it's things could happen. Like maybe it sells less on the PS4. You know, 3DS, uh, we can make more money if we just be quiet about it than have people double dip because, you know, that's what people would, are is going to like people are going to do that. If you just bought a 3DS version, let's see, you don't have a PS4, you're going to double dip on the, you know, on the Switch version, whereas maybe some people who have a 3DS and a Nintendo Switch, they maybe would have bought the 3DS version. They would have just bought the Switch version. So now you, you might get both of it. You know, you might get them to get the 3DS version and the, the uh, Nintendo Switch version. So that's what I'm thinking is that Square Enix is making sure people double dip and you know, on, on the Switch version when it does come out, because people will. Oh yeah! Oh, absolutely. It's um, it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting when it comes out. I think I'm ready to pick up Dragon Quest, though. It's just it's gonna take forever for it to come out. Yeah, it's oh, gonna be a while. It's, it's gonna be it's something gonna be well twenty eight well into twenty eighteen um, before uh, that game comes. Did, did you and, see that? Um, did you see that Dragon Quest uh, uh ten got an update now, even over in Japan? Yeah, well, yeah, it's coming out this uh this fall, right? Uh, Dragon uh, Quest. Uh, there's like a Dragon Quest uh four or Dragon Quest ten. 
like I think it's called like version, version four. four or something. Yeah, it's yeah, an expansion, yeah. and they just won't bring that game over for some reason either. I don't, just, I don't get they it. Won't, they won't bring it over. Yeah, it's just yeah, Dragon Quest Ten version four expansion, and it's coming out. Um, it's coming out at the end of the year, maybe. Oh, that that game and Fantasy Star Two have been taunting me forever. Uh, Fantasy Star Two even has that English <laughs> website up that's like coming soon, and it's been up for like five years or something uh, insane. I don't understand. I don't understand why Fantasy Star Two, like why Sega never. I just don't. I don't get. It. I don't get it. I know there's ways you can play it in English, but just an official way that you can just go to the store and just buy. It. I mean, and also for Sega, I think that would have been really good, like a throwback to the GameCube, right? What if they brought out Fantasy Star Two on the Switch early in its life? That well, here's the thing: a- Fantasy Star Two doesn't need much to play. It actually, because it was developed so long ago. It needs like a like I think a seventy eight hundred Nvidia seventy eight hundred GT, which was like we're talking like old school Dells had that. <laughs> it's on the PS Vita too, so I mean, yeah, yeah, it, I, it, it kills me that that's not over here. It would have been so good if it was just a throwback to Fantasy Star on the GameCube, like, hey, we're bringing this out for you guys, you know, on the Switch, just like we did with the GameCube. Like, enjoy. Like, I think it would have done so well, but I don't know what Sega's thinking. People don't give Sega as much flack for I don't know why people don't talk about that as much, but that's that's really annoying that they haven't brought out Fantasy Star, you know, yet. But you yeah, know, yeah, I, I I think they just people have come to acceptance at this point. <laughs> like that it's just not coming. <laughs> and uh, you know, that makes me kind of sad. I would like to see it come over so I can play that. That would be great on the go. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> Some of these companies, man, I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. It seems like it looks so easy from the outside. There must be some crazy business stuff going on that's keeping this from happening, right? Like, we look at it, we go, Mega Man, put a Mega Man game out. You know, we look at it, we go, bring Fantasy Star over. And I don't know. know. I think so. Um, But I also think, like, from what I understand, the Japanese business, like, model, like, the way that some things work, um, it's not always the most practical. I guess there was a picture you know, going around the interwebs of people who worked in Japan and like it shows two people working and then them carrying like a really heavy wheel, like wheelbarrow. Mm-hmm. And like the wheelbarrow has like a square tires instead of round. And then the boss <laughs> has round tires. Like, hey, do you guys need these? And they're like, no, we're too busy. Don't worry about it. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. that's how a lot of people were under like understanding the Japanese business model. Sometimes when things make the most sense, it doesn't always happen. You know what I'm saying? They're so busy doing other stuff. And the, the management doesn't just say, hey, I think this would be the best because there's always a course of action that they've just been doing, you know, and it kind of works, <laughs> like, you know, so maybe that that's what's going on there. So, I mean, oh, JP, JP Kellams, uh, who was at Platinum Games, liked the photo <laughs> and retweeted it and said the same <laughs> thing, you know, and he was at Platinum Games for 10 years, you know, a white guy working in Japan for that long, you know, so. It must have been interesting, yeah. Yeah, so I would love to. I would love to go over to Japan and see what's what's going on over there. Never been there. Well, they, they won't tell you. They'll, <laughs> <laughs> they'll gonna make, like, yeah, I can just go there. I'm just gonna like Nintendo Japan and see what's going on. <laughs> I'm sure they'll let me right in. <laughs> oh gosh, oh man. And then, um, did you play any of the indie games that came out on this on the Switch? Um, you know what, my my email hasn't been working. Um, I'm in a, uh, my, like the domain thing uh, expired and I have to try to renew the thing. So right now I'm having some issues with my email, so I haven't been able to get any codes to play any of the indie games. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. We, um, Evan and I played a couple, we played uh, Slimeson, which is actually a pretty cool game. I think I have that video going out tomorrow, but that game is really neat. Hey, you saw it though, right? I've seen, I've seen screenshots and all that of it. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. But I it's, it's I interesting. Played. It plays kind of like Super Meat Boy almost when we were playing it, right? It's, that's what you were saying, Evan, right yeah. away. But even after the first couple of episodes or the first couple of levels, it started to have its own mechanics. So it definitely has its own flavor. So you're not just going to yeah. be like level 30. Yeah, this is just Super Meat Boy. But yeah, like you, you'd, you'd hold a button and it would slow down time, but then you'd be able to pass through certain blocks. For example, you'd have a dash button. So you dash through other blocks. And um, the entire time there's like lava coming up. But you'll go around and you'll collect like these apples, and then all of a sudden you can go back to town and start buying stuff. With it. there's like a whole free roaming town you can go into, um, and it's it, it's uh, we picked it up thinking it was gonna be like a straight up like level to level kind of linear thing, and it kind of is. But there's like this whole non-linear like home base kind of thing you go back to and start buying stuff, and uh, it was very interesting. The the guy even did an AMA over on the Switch Reddit, and uh, it, he seems like he's really like really happy. Um, with the game being on the Switch. Like, he's, like, super excited for it. Yeah, he's probably an old-school fan, you know? I, I need to I need to get my... I'm, I'm hoping I can get my email fixed uh, so I can get some of these codes so I can play them because they all seem like cool games. I've been watching you guys' Let's Plays of stuff. I mean, it seems like you guys are having a great time, you know? Yeah, um, we played Infinite. We played Infinite Golf also. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys uh, played uh, Phantom Trigger. That looks awesome as well. We're going to talk about that because uh, I have a feeling Evan maybe played a little more, but... Um, uh, Phantom Trigger looks very good. Um, they're they're apparently going to send us a code for the Switch whenever they're ready. They're not ready with that yet, um, is what they told us. But they sent us the Steam code and we played it. And I gotta say that game is uh, that game's cool. It reminds me of like Hyper Light Drifter. Is it? Do you yeah, guys it, the same it reminds feel? a lot of people of that. Mostly the art style and I guess yeah. the game flow of combat. Yeah. But I had no idea the story was actually going to be like a serious story. Like when Evan started describing to me what happens in the game, I was honestly surprised with what's happening. Did, did you get a? Did you get an idea of what the what the um, what the plot is, OJ? No, I, I have no idea. Evan. I have no idea about the plot at all or anything like that. Yeah, wait, get ready for this because this is going to be something. You, you probably aren't ready for this plot, I'm, Evan. I'm not. <laughs> Well, I I don't know if it's the whole thing is the problem because it's all very like, is it or isn't it kind of feeling. But the opening is just a husband and wife, I guess, in a kitchen talking about breakfast and the husband passes out and then he's in this world, which is sort of like a purgatory, just crazy things going on. People he knows from reality are kind of creatures there. And then you're going in and out of him starting to go to treatments for what I'm guessing is cancer. I can't remember if they said it was. I thought that's what they said. It was like an experimental treatment for something. And I thought they, they said it was cancer. Yeah, it's... And then uh, he, he basically... He's going in and out of this world between treatments, supposedly. But he's starting to forget things in the real world. But then he's bringing information from the world he's in back there. So you don't know if he's crazy or if what he's seeing is real. And he's just fighting through just these insane levels. Yeah, it was it was really interesting because you said that one of the flashbacks said he the reason he's doing this experimental treatment is because he can't afford like the the good treatment, so he has to take like an experimental cheap way out kind of thing, right? And because uh, there was that there was that like there was that flashback where he's sitting there talking to the doctor and they're and they're like, I oh, can't afford that. What else do you have? And they're like, Oh, well, there's something else you can try. Yeah, so he's working. He's doing something that's new that's never before been seen. So maybe it's like a side effect that's going on, but you're not quite sure. Yeah, so he's essentially testing it for them. <laughs> um, but man, when I heard that story, I was like, "Wow, that's way deeper than what I, what I thought it would have been." And I, um, I did talk to Tiny Build on Twitter, and it is being designed in Unity. Mm. Um, so it's going to be interesting because we've seen like um, Unity is a weird, a weird uh, programming language, or at least uh, engine that we've seen. Um, even on like the PS4 and the Xbox One, it has issues. Like we saw it with Ukulele, for example, and they had to patch it, and then it worked better. And 
then we see it like with Overcooked on the Switch where it has issues and Mr. Shifty has issues and they have to patch it and then it works better. It's mm -hmm. very odd. But apparently Unity works fine. It's just it, it has all these weird like performance issues at times. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, and even with like uh, I am like I am Setsuna, they weren't able to get that to 60 frames per second at the launch of the, you know, for, for that game from on the Nintendo Switch. You know, so even that was having some uh, some weird things going on. Like that, that game should be it should have just been sixty frames per second. There shouldn't have been any issue. But um, but yeah, man, I don't I don't know what's going on with Unity. I mean, you're right about that. It's about like I don't know what what do have you talked to any developers that say anything about Unity as far as what the programming language or no? I remember see when Unity was like in its inf like like infancy way back in the day. We went um Evan, you remember we used to go to Wilmington College over here and they had a game design course that they brought in. and They ended up teaching Unity to everybody. Yeah. The guy was so excited about Unity, but he kept telling me that it was like, it's not set up for like big games. It's definitely a good stepping stone to get to like where you can program for bigger games. And he was convinced that it would never turn into like, um, like, you know, Unreal or anything like that. Like we wouldn't see commercial games and, you know, fast forward years and years down the road, we're seeing commercial games. So it, it makes me wonder if, if maybe there are like, there's something going on in the background with that kind of engine that, that keeps it from being like perfect. It's possible. I mean, they, they probably don't program it. They probably try to program it for everything, and in essence, that makes it not work for everything, <laughs> just because you'll have the... Someone will be like, let me use this sound on the Switch, but that sound driver causes a problem or something along those lines. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I might try to talk to some of the developers about that, see if I can get somebody to get back to me. But uh, when we were playing Phantom Trigger, I was like, I, I feel like this is Unity. And then I wasn't sure, so I sent a message, and they were like, yeah, yeah, it's a Unity. Tiny build, uh, let us know. But I think only like two or three people were programming Phantom Trigger. So it's not like uh, it's not like a ton of people apparently working on it. Yeah, Mr. Shifty only had two people on it. Yeah, so. isn't that amazing? Jeez. I well, amazing for us, but for them, apparently they were like working themselves to death on that game, you know. Mm. And they got kind of defensive when when fans kind of said, "Hey, hey, like there's some issues with this game," and then they're like, "Hey, well, there's only two two of us working, like don't worry." And then they're like, "Oh yeah, well, Legend of Zelda: Breath of the Wild has issues too." <laughs> they like got like super defensive about it. So I mean, yeah. I mean they're working hard. I mean, obviously making a game that quality with two people, I don't care how talented you are, that sucks. You know, trying to like trying to get a game like that, even that good, to move and the punch and everything to work right, that's tough, man. So I mean, Unity, I don't know. I, I, Unity, it's free, right, for everyone just to use. Is, is it's free to test, but if you want to actually create your game you have to pay for the contract based on like mm -hmm. putting it out so it's a great way to get new people in it has that accessibility mm -hmm. but I, th I thought i thought unreal did that for a while i don't know if they do it now unreal does that now it's free yeah. for unreal and then you pay if you're ready to go with your game and you pay like a licensing fee kind of thing so, so what's the benefit is it cheaper because what's the why wouldn't everyone just go with unreal engine 4 i don't know i'm starting to look at maybe unity's easier but now unreal has blueprints so I, don't I, def I definitely think it's cheaper but i think when you when you think to yourself, I'm going to go Unreal, then you're thinking of like the high, the high pixel count, high polygon count, yeah, just everything true. going crazy. And if you're a two-man team, you're not going to be programming the next, um, the next pretty much anything in 3D. You're not going to be programming the next Overwatch at all by yourself or with mm -hmm. one other person. But if you're programming Slime Song, like two people, then Unity might be better because the contract will be better. And almost every single video tutorial we've ever looked at talks specifically about side-scrolling games. So all the information is already there. Okay, here we go. Here's a um. Okay, here's a uh, Unreal Engine frequently asked questions, and they talk about really, I guess, the fee that you would pay. 
Um, and they have, uh, once you ship your game or application, you pay Epic 5% of gross revenue after the first $3,000 per product per calendar quarter. So you're, you're going to be paying them money for a little while, <laughs> mm-hmm. is I think the thing. Whereas I think Unity is like a one-time thing. One-time fee? I believe so, yeah. After it's mm-hmm. People were saying it's like $125 kind of thing. It's, oh, probably, yeah. it's probably per game you put out, too. Like, yeah, that's what it said, yeah, for license on a game. And then they, they were talking about if you go, like, super, I guess, commercial, where you're, like, printing games on, like, physical media, they might have to talk to you about actual licensing thing. But I think if you stay digital, it doesn't count for that. That's probably why we see a lot of Unity games that are digital. We don't see a lot of them go physical. Yeah, yeah. I am Setsuna got, like, just a limited physical run in, mm-hmm. in Japan, and that's it, you know? So, yeah. And even with the, with the Lost Sphere that's coming out, that's physical exclusive only on the square enix store yeah so they're probably controlling that yeah 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 that's um that's interesting though the way they do that i guess unreal is is like you said evan if you want to go for a maybe a bigger project that you have a budget for oh definitely you definitely don't want to get to the end and be like what we can't afford the licensing fee after spending you know eight thousand hours developing this game (laughs) i can i can kind of understand that a little bit yeah Um, but uh, that's uh that's great uh, so yeah, I, I guess we're just going to see more smaller, like little games, you know, do that. I, I don't really think we're going to see a lot of, uh, big games with unity. I guess, um, actually, I guess ukulele was unity, wasn't it? Yeah. Ukulele was unity. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's, um, that's good. But yeah, a slime sun is, uh, is a, is a pretty cool game. It turned out fun. And, uh, we'll, like I said, we'll probably have our video up. We played it, um, while we were here, we thought there was multiplayer, but we, didn't really figure out how that worked. There has to be with what they show off. It has to be the slime and the bird, but I just don't know how to unlock it. It might be one of those things where you get to a point and then it lets you do it. Mm, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, maybe you get to a level and it's like, hey, would you like to do co-op? And then you, then you do co-op. Um, that's good. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, okay. Um, <laughs> this is funny. Uh, there's a lot of... So we talked about how uh, Dave was talking about like a um, like some new Nintendo thing going on. And man, the speculation, have you been seeing like Twitter and everything going on right now? Oh my gosh. The, the, the speculation is rampant right now with that. Oh man. It's, oh, man, it's crazy. Great. Everybody is kind of leaning on the fence. Now you see it everywhere. People are even making like outright, like, uh, like, like statements that Nintendo is working on another console and they're trying yeah. to figure out when they're going to announce it. Do you see this? I've seen. Okay. So like I was saying, I did have a Coloco Andy from Coloco on and yeah, we talked about this a little bit and <laughs> He was like, he took it like a whole to like a whole other level with his speculation. Really? <laughs> he, what said, he, what yeah. <laughs> he said that like, he's like, what if, I thought he was going to say like a new console. He's like, what if Microsoft is making a console for Nintendo? I'll be able to play. I'll <laughs> be able to play everything. And I was just like, I was like, I don't know if it's going to go that far. He's like, I don't know, dude. <laughs> so we had a good laugh about that. But yeah, the speculation is, um, is going pretty rapid, but I think it's fun, man. I mean, I think at times like this within within the Nintendo community, because I've been on YouTube Nintendo community for a while now, and it's fun. It's fun. You know, the system's doing well. Obviously, developers are starting to put more on there. We actually have games to play frequently, you know, um, and having stuff like this is actually really cool. I think it, it's great to talk about things as far as what's this mystery thing that's going to happen, you know? <laughs> so it, it is I, definitely I exciting to, like, wait for and see what's going to happen because Dave, Dave has hyped it up pretty well to where I'm expecting some massive announcement to happen. Um and uh, you know, if it is if it is really cool, it'll it'll be neat to see how the fallout happens there. Maybe it is. What if it is another system, and it's like, whoa, what you know, what do we do now, kind of thing? 
Yeah, I mean, <laughs> or, or what if it's a crazy partnership? You know. Yeah, the only thing that I can think of if it's going to be like a new system is like a new Nintendo Switch. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, but like a like a Switch Slim, even though it wouldn't be Slim, just to have new hardware in it, so they don't have to deal with buying the memory chips that they're having so many problems with. Yeah, I mean that's what I would that think is like. It's gonna or like a, a supplemental computing device, like a dock. Like I don't know if that's even possible, but or you have something that you plug into the USB or some type of dock that you put in and maybe boost the power of it. I mean, I don't, I don't know what they can do. You know, I'm just, I'm just like, hey, just bring the games. You know, whatever new hardware, whatever <laughs> stuff, just, just bring the games so we can play the games. That's what it comes down to. You know, at the end of the day. So maybe they're still trying to figure out how to how to, I guess, entice like third parties. Cause you know, you get those third parties who are, who do make it vocal that, oh, I wish the switch was a little stronger. Maybe that's what they're thinking. Maybe they're like, well, how can we get them in? And mm-hmm. maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe they're like, well, what if there's a supplemental compute device that they need, but then that's the thing we would need it. Right. Yeah, like, we would need, exactly. We would need it to them. Like, that, ah. splits, that splits your fan base, right? That splits the market when you do stuff like that. You know, like Nintendo was even Nintendo and Sony were even cautious of splitting the market when it came to a dual analog controls with the with the DS and with the PSP. I know I think that was one of the reasons why they never did it on the PSP. It's like, oh, we'll split the market if you do that. You know, make a dual analog PSP. So, um, yeah, we'll see, man. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But if if they did do it, yeah, it would it would have to be required. Yeah. So the only other thing I th- I could think of is is something with VR, but I I don't know. <laughs> that would be. I mean, they could do some really cool things with VR. I will say that because of the the Joy Cons and everything, right? Yeah. yeah, the Joy Cons. They could obviously their 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 IPs are awesome for that. Like, can you imagine Metroid in VR? Whew. <laughs> that would be something. But like, even if you just walk around like the like the castle in Zelda or stuff like that, like there's a lot of cool stuff, cool settings they could put you in for VR. Star Fox even. Oh yeah, that would be that would be interesting. It would definitely be interesting. I'm not a VR person, but that would definitely be interesting. Like if, yeah. if they did do something like that, especially if they get it out and make it like affordable, right? Like not like like if you get a PlayStation uh, VR, it's expensive. It's not cheap. It, like if you don't have anything, it's like five hundred dollars just to pick it up and go. And then you need the system, obviously. Um, but it's it's not cheap. Or if you get an Oculus, which by the way, the Oculus has gotten very cheap. It's like three hundred dollars for Oculus. But then you need an eight hundred dollar computer minimum, <laughs> and and it's it, the, the entry point to VR is so expensive. It really is. There's a reason the best selling VR headset is the Samsung Gear right now, <laughs> because mm. it's cheap. It's very yeah. cheap, <laughs> you know. Um, and yeah. then people can subsidize their phones if you can figure out a way to subsidize VR, maybe. But um, like you know, you pay on your phone thirty dollars a month for the next two years, and you get it for like fifty bucks. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely. But it's uh, it's it's really tough to do that. So, um, I don't I don't know I don't know. I guess it could be anything. That's that's the thing right now. Nintendo gets so creative at times. Who knows, right? It's like that. You just don't know what it could be at this point. Yeah, I just wish there was a little bit more of a, you know, of a something that we can go off of. But there's nothing. But you know, something that we can go off of. Mm-hmm. We got another young man who joined the joined the the, the podcast here. What's up? What's going on, oh, everyone? Dude, yeah. Phillips in. I'm here. Sorry, I'm late. I saw your I saw your video. I got the notification for your video, dude. Yeah, yeah. I, I was running late, working on it for a while, so I just I wanted to post it before I got on the spawncast, um, just to you know make sure that I was getting content out on my channel. Um, but uh, and then I hung out in the comments for a couple minutes, jumped in here. So. Oh, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Make sure yeah. You, yours was um. What was your video, real quick? It was the to, uh, the new Top Switch five. Songs, right? Yeah, top five uh, new Switch games of August. Okay, yes, yeah, so everyone needs to go check that out. Top five 
Switch games in August. Very good. Yeah. Very good. Cool. Awesome. What are you guys yeah. talking about? What's what's uh, new? We were, we were just kicking around some some of this weird Nintendo Switch talk with uh, this this big announcement that's coming. Nice. So cool. I can't. I, I, I've talked to Dave and he just he won't budge on anything. So <laughs> I was going to say the Dave thing, huh? I keep I, going on about I, keep, that. I, I, I poke him now and then just like, hey, you got anything new? And it's like, no, no. He did say all of his videos are done, though, I believe. And he's just he's waiting to post them. Hmm, that's very interesting. Oh, oh so he knows God. he knows everything then, apparently. If he they're put, all he, done, then he yeah, knows. He, he put out on Twitter that they were all done, and then he's just waiting to post them. So he's waiting for stuff, I think, to to, to happen in, you know, in, in the world. I'm, you know, I'm staying optimistic about it. He was right about the Metroid thing. I'm sure yeah, you guys was... already mentioned that. So, you know, I don't know. I, I feel like he's not, you know, he's he's got he's got some credit to him. So I don't think oh, that he's absolutely. completely, you know, wacko or anything like that. No, I, no, absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. not. He's definitely got some credit. He's got some credit to him. So, we're, I mean, at this point, we can just wait, right? Obviously, yeah. he's excited about it. He's, you know, it's really hype. But. Uh, Philip, do you have like people are starting? We were talking about crazy speculation. Uh, what's your crazy speculation about what this thing is going to be? Dude, we've like, heard, you you can't get too crazy, man. We've heard someone said Microsoft is building a system for them. Somebody said a Nintendo phone. Oh my goodness! <laughs> I don't know. Um, you know, I was actually thinking about. Um, I was thinking about this the other day, just on just personally, just sitting around wondering like what what could Nintendo make next? Like what would blow everyone away? And what would people want, um, most of all? And so, like, you know, I kind of thought about the whole VR aspect of it. And is that is that sort of the direction that Nintendo should go with the Switch? And then what that would entail, you know, like the, the possibility of needing an upgradable dock or whatever, like, you know, a second visor to slide the Switch in or just a totally new device that costs an extra couple hundred dollars. Who knows? I don't think it's going to be VR, though. That's the bottom line. I think if we see anything... I think it could possibly be the announcement of a Switch Mini, honestly. Okay. That's my guess. I know that's like a shot in the dark. I'm not at all confident about it, but I think if it's anything like that. that? But with Dave, because Dave is hyped about this. So I'm thinking it's going to be like a a Switch that transforms into like a more powerful Switch that can later transform into a more powerful Switch. Like, would Dave Dave be hyped about a Switch Mini? I'm I'm not sure if he would be. And apparently he's hyped about this. I think Dave would be more excited for something stronger, right? Like hardware. Um, Maybe they they have a Switch Mini and then they have like a a PlayStation uh, TV version of the Switch or something. Like all at once, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that'd be interesting if they went the other direction and made a version of the Switch that was home console only, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a portable, and it had a bunch of extra power in it, so it could go like full 4K. You wouldn't have to worry about you know um, compensating any power for a handheld system. They would so. pretty much have to make it though, so that the Switch cart could work between either one. Is oh, what yeah. they have to do. So yeah, if right. they could, if they could figure that out, where you put the cart in either one and it works, then they haven't technically split their player base then. Right. Um, and they did also, you know, do the whole 3DS, new 3DS thing. So they're not afraid of doing something like that mm-hmm. um, again, I guess. So we yeah, that. We, that does make a lot of sense to me. I could see something like a full home console version of the Switch just to sort of appease home console players and make Nintendo look more like a powerhouse system for Western audiences. Yeah, no, I mean, that would be really big if, if something like that happened. But as long as they make it so it all works the same, like across the board, maybe just one is a better resolution. And then everyone just has options. I really don't see how that's a bad thing because then well, you lose your you you do lose your like your marketing touch with it. Right. You can't really call it the switch anymore. It would have to be called something else. I don't really know what they call yeah. it either. So I don't know why they would do that, because then you just lose all of the great 
marketing and campaign that you've done with the switch how you can easily you know put it back and forth i mean i would think that if they're going to do it they'd have to just do like supplemental computing like there'd have to be something to where it's still like switching back and forth you know like otherwise you can't call it the switch because you don't switch anything it just sits it just sits there um and also i don't think the japan obviously that wouldn't be a good idea for japan that would it would flop i think um Nintendo has kind of done things like that. Um, like, were they, didn't they have like a GameCube that was like, like they played like DVDs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they had, so they've done stuff like that. And people are just like, nah, we don't like I that. Think you the, know? I think it was the GameCube uh, QD or something like that. Yeah, something like that to where, you know, Nintendo said, okay, well, PlayStation is doing great because DVDs, right? So let's, we'll do it too. And then, you know, it was too late. <laughs> yeah. I mean, 64 GD was too late too, but you know, they, they tried the disk drive thing. Heck, that thing had online too, you know, like you mm-hmm. can go online with it. So they so, made yeah, the better I, they made the better move when they had the GameCube uh drop to a hundred dollars towards the end of its lifespan. That was one of the best things they could have done, and it helped sell a lot towards the end of its lifespan. I think it was still profitable at a hundred dollars too, wasn't it? I think it? it was too, because they didn't yeah. they didn't have like like the hard obviously the hardware was older because we were getting to the point where the 360 was gonna come out. Um and it didn't take large DVDs or anything. It was using like those mini DVD sets. Um so it was uh I believe it was it was profitable at that time too at a hundred bucks. They were probably just trying to get as many as they could out before they had to bring the Wii out. You guys remember that um Panasonic like GameCube thing that they came out with? Was it Panasonic? Yeah, that's what yeah. people are saying in the chat. Panasonic Q. That's what that's yeah. what the chat Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You got that it. was interesting. Was that Japan only or was that did that come out in the West as well? I was looking I was looking for one of those at one point too. Um it's a hybrid version of the GameCube. Oh, I forgot how weird it is. <laughs> it looks so weird. Uh yeah, it's a, yep, it was officially released only in Japan. Okay. Panasonic Q. Uh, introductory price of thirty nine thousand yen, whatever that equates to. I want to see you take one of those things apart. That would. Be I would sweet. like to as well. How much do you think those things are? They're expensive. Are I know they? they're expensive. Yeah. <laughs> At least I think they're in Panasonic the thousands. Sonic Q. Uh, five hundred dollars. Oh, okay. Well, That's not as bad yeah. as I thought it was, to be honest. It's more than so, a switch. <laughs> thirty nine thousand yen is about three hundred and fifty three dollars U.S. What is this? Panasonic Q Game Boy Player? No. Wow, that's weird. They're selling that for $630. They're out of their mind. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yeah, you're right. It's about 500 How much did you say that was? It was 600 something US for the uh, the yen? Oh, the, the 39,000 yen? Yeah, it, yeah, it, yeah. It translates to about $353. Oh, so it's only inflated a little bit, I guess. $500 for a, a Panasonic Q. I see it here. Eh, that could be worse. That's not terrible. We were thinking 1,000. That's not bad. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would. I would mind taking one of those apart. Uh, it'd just be finding one. I at too many games, I couldn't find one. And I was looking for something weird. Like I was looking for like a super weird system to grab. Have you already taken apart like a thirty-two X and all that Sega stuff yet? Or yes, okay, I've taken yeah, apart yeah, thirty. Yeah, yeah. I've taken that uh, Sega CDs. I've actually fixed Sega CDs. Thirty-two um, uh, Xs. Yeah, I've pulled those apart. Those are. I had to fix one of those too. I think the cartridge connector was dirty, but that actually has ribbon cables running all throughout the inside. Um, uh, what else did I fix? What are, any other weird things I fixed? The Turbo Graphics, I guess, was the other thing. CD uh, tur- Turbo Turbo Duo was the thing I fixed. That was a weird one. And then we a fixed, Neo. We sort of fixed that Neo Geo once. Neo Geo, I did. I fixed it. We sold it. Neo Geo um, AES fixed one of those. Yeah. Um, broke, I will, broke a trace. I, I will say to kind of add, not to necessarily go back into the whole Super Metal Dave talk, but I will say that um, I don't know if you guys know a guy by the name of Liam Robertson. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, so he, even before Dave said something, he was saying something about Nintendo, crazy, something crazy about Nintendo hardware, and then he just went silent. 
Like he was like, oh, there's something coming and I don't think I'm going to like it. And then he just never talked about it again. Yeah, he doesn't think he's going to like it. That's interesting. Yeah, like, I mean, this was well before Dave said anything. I don't want, I mean, I'm not trying to say anything bad about Liam. I actually like Liam. I'm, I follow him on Twitter. I like yeah, his yeah, channel. Yeah. He, he, big t- he big time trolled all of us with his profile picture on Twitter. For oh, yeah. time. <laughs> he did. He did. He definitely did. I mean, I, I knew what it was. Uh, but uh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I knew okay. what it was. But he, when, he, when he revealed it, I was like, man, you're, that was a good one. You know, I didn't think he was going to do that to everyone. I saw did the picture. Did you okay, see that? I knew Phillip? what it was. Yeah, his profile picture thing. That was amazing. That was from the Mario Rabbids, yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, I, I had seen that art. Um, somebody had already given me that art like a wobble, and I was like, dude, that looks just like it. That's what I was thinking. Like, he just put some sunglasses on. I was like, it looks just like it. But, um, yeah. But yeah uh, so, yeah, Liam was actually saying well before Dave, Dave said anything that there's something. But then, like I said, he went he went completely silent on it. He was going to talk about it to his, like, his Patreon members. Like in mm-hmm. a podcast, but like I don't know if he did. Maybe he did, but I, I didn't hear it. But he hasn't said anything about it since then. Wow, the Nintendo Nintendo ninjas like got him <laughs> um, <laughs> from his Patreon. <laughs> so maybe man. Dave did say that it was happening this year, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This year? yeah he mm. said his, he said big trump card this year, and it's it's August. So. <laughs> Uh, do you, do you personally soon. do you personally think it would be a terrible idea for them to introduce some like a like a portable like a uh, upgradable dock or some sort of modular dock? You know what I mean? To boost the Switch's power to 4K, do you think that that would be against uh, Nintendo's sort of idea or vision for the Switch right now? Uh, maybe I mean they 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 made fun of 4K almost calling it like a like a marketing gimmick kind of. Then they kind of said we'll check it out in an interview and then. That's all we've heard. Yeah. I think, honestly, at this point, they've shown that they're more interested in VR than 4K with their arcade machine. Yeah, that's true. I don't it's know. Not like, it's not like the games we're going to be getting or the games we have now have 4K textures built into the game itself, so you're just going to be looking yeah. at the upscale of it anyway, so I don't think that would be a priority. Hmm. I, man, it's tough. I don't know what other hardware we'd get. That's, those are, that's what you run into. You're like, okay, VR hardware or... um more powerful hardware but you i mean you saw like mario kart vr it's running on the vive right and it's basically mm-hmm. hooked up to a pc and the vive alone is like what is it now six hundred dollars or seven hundred dollars that's how yep. it was when it launched yeah so Oculus like, has gotten pretty cheap now have you seen that is that like 300 now yeah it's 300 for an oculus isn't that crazy yeah. with the touch controllers yeah that's pretty insane that is cool so i mean if they could hit that price point and achieve something like you know that level of mario kart vr what's in the arcade i could see it just changing the world, I guess. <laughs> as yeah, far that's as the like thing, man. Entry ways. point has to be price for entry has to be really good. Yeah, you know, it's it's really tough on VR. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what else they could go towards. I feel like I, it's like that. Yeah, I, I think it would have to be maybe they do both. Maybe we're maybe it's a it's a modular dock, you know, or whatever. It's a more powerful dock, and then it's also VR. So you know, maybe they do both. Maybe it's something. Maybe it's a connection of things. I mean. Who knows really at this point it's it's so it's so funny though because nintendo they've never i've never done seen them do anything like this right before i mean the new nintendo 3ds is the the, the smallest upgrade you know what i'm saying like it's such a i think uh, uh john you know about this right it's not a very big upgrade at all is it the what's that the new 3ds new yeah, nintendo 3ds the, the 3ds to the new 3ds it's the, i think they um i think they doubled the ram i think they doubled the video ram but it's not like night and day or anything like that okay okay and i know that they did a bump from uh, I think the DSi also had a little bit of a bump too from the regular DS. Yeah, that had that had more RAM as well because you could remember you could surf the web on it if you remember right. Mm-hmm. Um, and that okay. So so I mean like 
I guess if they doubled the Nintendo Switch RAM, that would be a big deal, right? <laughs> so yeah, I mean, if they did that, yeah, it'd be it'd be eight gigs then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so that would be a, a big lot of deal. RAM. Yeah, but the, the the amount of RAM is already a you know it's a pretty good they would amount have, for what they would they're have to increase do. the the um the bandwidth, uh, the memory bandwidth, which they would use the uh, new X2 with. That would get you there. That would actually get you to um Xbox One level bandwidth, which would honestly fix a lot of the issues. Hmm. Do you guys so, remember? Um, do you guys remember the uh, the leak that came out like just before the Switch was actually released about like a sort of souped up version of the Switch dev kit being sent out to devs? Oh, um, hold on, let me check. Because uh, I wonder if those specs for that dev kit would be capable of running VR. Because if that is true, then maybe that's a little telling of this oh, possible. Wait, hold thing. on, there's a there's a YouTube video here by Spawn Wave. I'll watch it real quick. <laughs> <laughs> now that you're talking about the. Uh, <laughs> you're, talking, you're talking about the uh, the Foxconn leak where they they had the weight right, they had um, actually a lot of stuff right, the uh, battery capacity down to like the milliamp hour. You did, you did a video on that, didn't you? Like, I don't think Josh, it was the yeah. Foxconn leak. No. They had, was... Well, they had the um, they were talking about the GTX 1060 dev kit that was being made and sent out. Let me see. I think I can find the can? article. It might be that, but I'm I just want to double check real quick. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was I was thinking it was that one where because uh, Foxconn, remember they talked about the switch at some. They definitely were there in some capacity. Maybe they weren't there like at the motherboard level. Maybe they were the testers or they were putting batteries in it or something because they they definitely saw the correct weight of the Joy Cons of the system and the battery capacity. But then they also talked about how the Nintendo uh, officials or who executives came to look at it. Then they then they were looking at a dev kit that had a GTX 1060 or something in it. Um, and then they were creating thousands of those, um, but it was still like a fraction of the amount of the switches they were making. So they were thinking that that was either a dev kit or it was another system that was being created in like a much smaller capacity. Um, maybe because it was more of a long-term thing, like they were going to release it in a year, so they're going to start stocking up now. Um, mm. But I, I think that might be what you're talking about, Philip. I'm not 100% sure, but I, I feel like that might be it. Um, I found some details about it, but it's not like not an official link. It was like this thing that was linked to a post on NeoGAF. This might mm -hmm. be totally like an invalid leak that might have just been, you know, wrapped up a while ago. Mm -hmm. But um, I did a video on it back in January, like when I started my channel. Mm -hmm. um, and basically the leak was that um, Switch dev kits with a GPU, um, like, or with a souped up GPU that made it basically just as powerful as the PS4 Pro. Yeah, uh, that, was from a, that was from a Chinese website, right? Yeah, yeah. Yep, that's so. the Foxconn leak. Oh, is it? Okay, wow. Yeah, we, we call it the Foxconn leak because it took place in the Foxconn factory, allegedly. Um, okay. That's why we refer to it as that. It's just because of that. But it, yeah, it was, it was, what happened was it, was it went to a Chinese website, and then someone translated it, and that's how we got a lot of the specs. I, but you're right. Yeah, that's what you're thinking of. Okay, okay. Yep. And a GTX 1060 would make it um, about what a PS4 Pro is. Right, And but that's not... That's not um technically like standard towards vr as far as what valve considers like you know frame rate like what is the is it 120 for um the standard for valve's vr and then i think oculus as well is 120 frames per second but i know psvr i think it's something crazy like 70 or maybe not or 90 i think it's 90 and then maybe it dips down to 70 for some games but i just know that um that level of like frame rate dips do affect people like a lot, a lot more than something like 120 frames per second, and that's right. difficult enough to handle if you're new to VR. So, I well, they know. would they would probably be able to get um close to what the PS4 Pro gives you for. I uh, see. I don't know how PlayStation VR works. I don't I don't have one technically, but 
Philip, you do. How, how does it look when you're playing it? Um, like now, like I played it when it first came out a good bit. I haven't played it since then though. <laughs> it's, it's okay. Um, you know, you definitely get the wireframe or the screen door effect, uh, in most games. Resident Evil 7 was an awesome experience to play in VR. Like, that was one of my favorite games that I've ever played in VR. But I also have an Oculus, and that is considerably a better VR experience than PSVR in every way. Not just visually, but just the motion tracking and everything like that. Like, I know that when I'm using PSVR, uh, my hands are, like, shaking constantly. And I have a PS, uh, PSVR Pro. Not not my hands, but, like, VR hands, you know, when you oh, see, okay. like, your guns or whatever. Yeah, because I'm scared in VR. <laughs> <laughs> What video card do you have, Philip? Um, I have a GTX 1080. Okay, yeah. So you you have a you have a video card that's going to cost more than the Xbox One X, <laughs> like yeah. just a video card alone. Um, so yeah, that's going to do it. That's going to definitely give you a good VR experience. But like you said, I mean that that video card when it came out was I think retail. I think it was a six hundred dollar card. I think when it came out. Um, yeah. So that's obviously not everybody's going to get that card um, or they'd be able to afford it because then you buy that, you buy VR. I mean, it really comes down to if you can sell somebody on a thousand dollars worth of entertainment there. That's true. But I mean, even when I, and, and I'm talking about even when I was using a, uh, my 980, I had a GTX 980 when I first got my Oculus because when Oculus came out, uh, 1080s didn't even exist at that point. So even that experience was phenomenally better than PSVR. And I'm not trying to talk any crap about PSVR at all. Like, I love it. I have one. I wish I could play it more, and I'm excited to play the games that are coming out for it. But, like, as far as, like, a good a good VR experience, I really don't think that, that it does it justice at all. Um, mm -hmm. I, I think it's just a nice little, like, introduction towards what's, like, what could happen in the future or what's possible. I have noticed that there is a massive, like, backing for PlayStation VR on YouTube. <laughs> like, if you say anything bad about it, it seems like people really come after you. I mean, like I said, I'm not trying to talk crap about it at all. I have one. I love it. I really do. And, and yeah. Resident Evil 7 VR is, like, one of my favorite games, really. But um, as far as just the standards that Sony has for VR, I think that they are like bare minimum. Like I don't know how they got approved. But well, they, they have did. that. They have that box that I think helps it along too, right? Yeah. That you plug into, yeah. That probably has a hand in helping it along. The breakout thing, the breakout box, yeah. Yeah, that because it has a fan in it, so. <laughs> it does. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, I, it's, I just can't strap all that stuff to my head, man. I just can't. I can't. I just. I'm not. I'm not at that at that point where I, I want to do that for. Dude, you can get a, you can get a vibe and put a leash on too. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'll, I, I'll live. I'll, I'll just live like vicariously through you guys. I mean, if you guys tell me that everything is good with it, I'm like, all right, <laughs> it's all good, man. So <laughs> we'll see. I, I do think the future of VR is to where we get to the point where you just put on glasses, you know, and you and you're off. Hololens yeah. looks cool. I think HoloLens is like, if that ever became a commercial product where you can have that and still interact with the people around you, then I would be, I would be far more down for something. You're like talking that. about like the, the mixed reality stuff, right? Where you see everything yeah. in the room, but then stuff in front of you is happening. Yeah. Like, like I think Microsoft showed off something. They had that stupid, uh, conquer or what was it? Uh, they showed off like a little, a, a really bad conquer, not Lucky's Tale. It was it was something else um, that they showed off with when they showed off Hololens. They showed off um, the actual like dude from like Conquer Squirrel or whatever, something like that. And they showed him and running it like in like 
or like playing with uh, with the Hololens, or just like having a game. There, and in addition to like other stuff, uh, Minecraft Hololens. Um, so if, if that ever became a thing, I think I'd be, you know, I'd be more interested in that than VR because that, the VR I just don't want to, you know, strap something to my head and have, you know, I just don't want that. I'd rather wear some glasses, but I didn't even like wearing glasses and for PlayStation TV, like the 3D TVs. Like I didn't even like doing that much. I remember so, that. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just maybe I'm just old school. I'm just. <laughs> you know, I'm just not not as cool as reality. Old yeah, school. <laughs> yeah I'm, just, I'm just like normal TV and play. You know what I'm saying? So maybe it's that's just me. I don't know. But all these experiences look cool, though. I mean, it, it looks cool to talk about, definitely, and like the possibilities. Like a Metroid VR, I would I want to play that at least once. You know, right? Like I definitely want to see something like that. That'd be cool. You know, a Metroid VR would be pretty awesome. I'll say that. That'd be pretty oh, yeah. sweet. Yeah, that's well, what I should, that's what they showed off. Uh, that was that video we found on YouTube of what the Wii was supposed to be originally, and they showed it with Metroid as the helmet, and you could actually see what they what she was seeing and actually go around with the motion control. They had that one guy who designed it so that the remote he like strapped the remote to like his head or something, and it would like yeah. track it when he moved oh, yeah. around with it. That that uh the, the Asian guy right? It was like, I forgot what his yeah. name was, but um but yeah yeah man like it, it would be cool. I mean just to have some like as an option, I think that'd be that'd be kind of cool. Um, I, they'd yeah. have to show something that was like that I'd be like super interested in. I, there's nothing that really that like software wise that I'm not like, okay, I have to rush out to get something like this, you know? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I could totally see Nintendo going in more of an AR direction than a VR direction. And um, that would go towards more of their sort of vision of keeping people together and, you know, not like isolating people, keeping people like on the go and sort of like um, letting you able to letting you be able to communicate with your friends and what I, sort of just kind of crossed my mind or the a thought that just sort of crossed my mind was what if this thing um is is augmented reality and it involves the switch but it's like a headset and instead of like something that closes you out it gives you a view of the holographs that you could see like the hololens does but you could only see what's reflected off of the switch this isn't a switch it's, it's my phone but <laughs> This is the Switch Mini. But like, so like, what if you put your Switch on the floor like this, and you had a pair of glasses that could see augmented reality, and you you know, the Switch is on the floor or on the table, Joy Cons are slid off, and then you're looking at the Switch, and then you could see like the holographs. The Switch is projecting the holographs like a QR code would, you know. Mm. So I could see something like that happening. That would be interesting. Yeah, but I don't know if that would get Dave telling us over and over that it's something amazing. It's just <laughs> AR. <laughs> I mean, they, yeah. they did it with the 3DS. It was interesting back then, but like, would that imagine really playing get Mario to freak out like that? You know, but in in AR, I don't know if it would be any better if it just comes up as like a chessboard. But then how? You, I guess you still have to use your controllers anyway. Dude, to be and, to be fair, uh, at Apple's keynote, they made like a massive deal that their augmented reality exists with the iPhone now. <laughs> like we hadn't been playing Pokemon Go like that the whole time. Did they just download Google goggles? Like what? Is that? <laughs> that would be awesome. No, they were made like a big deal. Like there was like a, what was like there was a like a cup in like on like the table or something. And it was like we've been doing that with Pokemon Go this whole time. <laughs> so I. I don't. I don't know. It's. It's. I mean, that's not a bad idea. Augmented reality could be something that Nintendo could be running towards because they still do it with the 3DS. I mean, you still get augmented reality cards with your 2DS XL. So, yeah. I mean, is you've been playing that, Philip? You've been using that thing? Yeah, I have, and that's why I thought like maybe it's a Switch Mini because it's 
awesome. It's so cool having like a little thing like that that you can just so easily slip in your pocket. You know what I mean? I, re I really do see the, the dichotomy between the Switch and something like the 2DS XL or, you know, the 3DS XL. It's, sure. it's really a lot smaller. I mean, there's no doubt about it. But, um, you know, at the same time, the Switch is way more powerful and it's got all the new games and it's what everyone wants to play. So, you know, it would be cool if, if Nintendo did eventually release, like maybe in a year or two from now, a Switch Mini, you know, just to sort of fit that form factor and go full handheld, I guess. Did you um? did you play? Uh, did you, what was I going to say? Oh, did you play Retro City Rampage at all? Yes, I did. Yeah. I did, did a you review. Like that? Is that the first time you played it? Um, it wasn't the first time. It was the first time I actually completed it, though, oh, which okay. was crazy. Okay. Yeah, I, I like just one run through. Uh, it took me like seven hours. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I played it a little bit on the DS or the 3DS. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. That game has been on like every system, but it's, yeah. um, it came out on the Switch finally. But it's uh, it's a good game. If you don't have it, I would pick it up. It's a fun game. It's been around yeah. forever, but it's a fun game. <laughs> yeah, it's um, been around definitely forever, but it's cool to have like a retro style open world like action game that you can just jump in and out of, you know, like I, I really oh, yeah. like that about the Switch is just five minute play sessions if you have time. So that's the big thing. You throw it in sleep mode with the game in the background, you come back and you play it more. Like it's it's pretty awesome for having to put it down and do that all the time. So it's like a like a YouTuber or a podcaster's best friend for the most part <laughs> at times. You know, <laughs> just being, I mean, like if, when you're rendering a video and, it, and like it, it takes a little bit of time, what are you what are you doing? You're doing nothing. You know, you're just kind of like <laughs> sitting there. Oh, yeah. so it's great. It's great for that. You know, oh, yeah. easily, yeah, easily, easily. But um, that's good. Did you play any of the other indie games that came out, Philip? I already I just, asked everybody, but I thought I'd ask you. I just got a code. Um, for that slime game, <laughs> I don't even know what it's called. That game that you just did a video for, it's like the platformer. Slime song. Yeah, that, I'll, I'll have that mm -hmm. video out. We all have that video out tomorrow. But yes, we, we played it. We played it. It was fun. Yeah, um, so I'm excited to jump into that. I haven't really been playing too much else other than Splatoon every once sure. in a while when I have time for that. You didn't play like Infinite Golf or anything, man? <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't even buy it. I wanted to so bad, but then I got the 2DS XL, and then I bought a bunch of games for that that I've been wanting to play for a while. Like Xenoblade 3D is something that I've been playing a ton of. Sure. And then, yeah. um, it's a good game I, if, you, yeah, if you didn't play it. Yeah, yeah I love it. I, I really do. I haven't played it. So for me, it's the first time, my first experience, and I want to complete it before Xenoblade comes out on the Switch. Oh, yeah. Oh, easily. Yeah, the, they were sending out codes for Infinite Mini Golf also. Yeah, I probably got one. I just <laughs> didn't check. Yeah, because oh yeah, because you have the uh, server issues. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm hoping they should get fixed soon so I can kind of get back to that. Yeah, sure, sure. And then um, there was a there was some other interesting stuff. I uh, did you guys see the the video I put out about the changing your Joy-Con colors? Yeah, I did. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Yeah, it's. I, I would never think of to, to do something like that, but, but well, it's, it was, it's um, cool. I think so, I think they made it. So it was over on the GBA temp. I think they made it because people would keep painting their like Joy Cons and their their color would always show up as gray. I guess that is just the last like little bit to do your Joy Con to make it happen. Um, but what was really interesting is when you hook your Joy Con up to your Bluetooth device, you can actually back up the entire firmware of the Joy Con. So it'll be interesting to see what people do with it. You can also use the Joy-Con as a controller on your on your computer. And I think they have a, no, a new program now where you actually make both Joy-Cons become one controller, and you can technically use your Joy-Cons on your phone or your computer now. Mm. Can't you use the? You can use your uh, the 
the pro controller on the computer too, right? You you can, yes. But you know, people like to to sprawl out on the couch like the dude did on the on the presentation floor. <laughs> like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's how you cool. play your, your PC at your desk, just like that. <laughs> just like you got to. You got to. <laughs> yeah, my pro controller's still apart. I need to put that thing back together. Um because I was trying to build that arcade stick, and we ended up building it out of the Super Nintendo 30 after that uh became compatible, and now they bring an arcade stick out. <sighs> I could have just bought the arcade stick, apparently. But I like that that arcade stick that you made. Like the that thing is really one? cool. Yeah, <laughs> like that is such a genius idea, like a little DIY. Evan, where's your arcade stick? I got the big box one behind me, and then I got the Ritz Crackers box one over on my other desk. Ritz Crackers box. Yes, Ritz Crackers. Yes, sir. Those are the yeah. kind of arcade sticks I want to see, like real homemade, you know, like out of just what you have in the house, you know, like a Clorox bottle and a bucket. <laughs> Evan didn't even, uh, he didn't even have to solder them. The thing we got, uh, you actually just plug everything in. Yeah, I mean, when we did that one, it took us what, like without having to drive somewhere to pick up more parts, it was... God, it was like two hours build for me soldering it, yeah. soldering and everything. It took, a it took a little while. Yeah, it took me a half an hour to carve up and put together both of these. <laughs> yeah, so it was a lot faster for him because he's. But they work for a PC. They don't work for the Switch, but they work for the PC. Yeah. Fine. Um, but you know, all the games on Steam, Guilty Gear, and everything, Street Fighter, you could you could find a lot of stuff to use. Or Neo, Neo, um, what's that? Neo Rage, Evan. Yeah, the Neo Rage stuff. After I got it set up for it, it was pretty fun. Do some wind jammers, man. Wind jammers, Metal Slug. Oh, so good. Absolutely. It was good. Um, I remember. I remember playing Metal Slug only in the arcades. I thought it was the coolest thing ever, man. Like, yeah. uh, like all the pizza places had like Metal Slug arcade and like Bust a Move. And, like I would play those. I like alternate back and forth. So I just I have good memories of both of uh, Metal Slug. Let me um let me ask you guys uh real quick about this. This is kind of interesting. So um there was an interview done with uh the people making uh, make, making Gran Turismo. Um, it's like Polyphony or something like that. Um, if I remember correctly, it's a it's a funny name. It's like Polly. It yeah, it's like Polly. Some it's a it's a silly silly name. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that. but they were taught. Uh, I think it was Finder.com was having an interview with them, and they mentioned the uh, the reason. So if you guys don't know, Gran Turismo Sport has been in th with the works for what feels like forever, right? Like we've been waiting yeah. for the next Gran Turismo game for a long. Well, I mean, how many Forza games have come out since we've heard about <laughs> Gran Turismo Sport coming out? Right, at least at least two minimum. Yeah. Two. yeah, like there's a lot of people who really like Gran Turismo, um, and they've been waiting. And Forza has kind of taken over the the simulation racing genre, right? I mean, that was it. Um, but they have, an, they have an interview with them. They show them why it's taking so long, and that's because they, they said it takes them six months to make one car model um, total. Like, for all the cars that are in there, it takes six months per car, like, for man hours. And then they talk about how they are, um, they're working on their cars to be, uh, basically be able to work in the on the next system that Sony's putting out, essentially. They don't say Sony, but, I mean, they're working on Sony stuff. And uh, they mentioned that their stuff should be able to run in 8K on the next system. I, I don't even know what does that even mean. Like, <laughs> well, okay, okay. So, so I talked about it a little bit already. But a ten, a four K, four K screen is four 1080p screens, like in a grid. Think about it like that. Now take that grid, and then four of those. <laughs> so that means okay. you're technically looking at eight, uh, sixteen 1080p screens is what eight K is. If they think that's what's going to help them, then instead of just making a game and making it fun, I mean, that's... that's but it's, it seems like they're I, like, oh, maybe they'll be able to make it work in 8K. And it's like, wow, is the PS5 really aiming for 8K? That seems insane. I just want to know who's going to have an 8K TV that's the other thing, when the yes. PS5 comes out. Because right now, I want to know who has a 4K TV. <laughs> you, can, you, can, you can buy an 8K TV. I think it's 130 grand right now. 
I have a I have a 4K TV, um, but I have nothing that can do. <laughs> I have yeah. nothing that do. But I mean, but that's because I got a, just a ridiculous deal on it, you know, mm -hmm. um, a really good deal on it. But yeah, I do have a 4K. I mean, they're getting cheaper and cheaper. It's just the the thing is like the well, I guess a lot of diminishing returns is kind of playing a factor into things. It's like okay, 1080p is fine, 4K is better, but it's like most adults, you're not you're not necessarily worried about. That. You're just worried about. What, like having fun for the most part, just doing whatever. I think at this point, it, it is becoming a lot of diminishing returns and it's becoming like, you know, is it worth all the time and money investment for to buy everything to take advantage of 4K, you know? That and you're running into bandwidth issues with internet now because the internet is, is lagging behind so badly, you know, no, no pun intended there, but it's lagging behind very badly um, to where it, we're just now getting to the point where you're streaming certain things on Netflix with 4K and then the bit rate's not very good. So while it looks good, it doesn't look as good as something like an Xbox One S, for example, with ultra high def Blu-ray popped in. Um, that's going to look better than anything. And now we're getting to a point where they want to try to stream 8K and people have caps, one terabyte caps on their Comcast accounts. And it's like, man... I, it seems like TV manufacturers are pushing this narrative of more resolution and let everyone else figure it out kind of thing. It just, it seems like we should be wor worried about frame rate more after you hit the 4K, you know, the 4K spectrum, we figured it out. Let's get frame rate perfect on this thing next generation. Yeah. Um, that's the problem I have is that they seem to take resolution and put that above frame rate. You know, they're more content of having 4K 30 rather than something like 1440p 60. I guess maybe because a lot of people already, you know, don't care. I think there's a lot of people out there that are just like, okay, 30 frames per second, that's fine. We've been buying 30 frames per second for a while, right? I remember even like, um, who was it? Insomniac? They're like, well, we're not making 60 frames per second games anymore because we yeah. found out that nobody cares. You know, oh, and I was just like, like the guys who are like, because movies are 35 or whatever. We yeah, and, I was like, and I was like, how dare you? You know, I was like, yeah. I was like my heart's up for a second. I was like, what did they say? You know, and I like Insomniac games, you know, like Ratchet and Clank, they make, they make great games, you know, and I'm like, so I ain't going to be able to play Ratchet and Clank in 60 frames per second anymore, you know? So it's like. That mentality and, makes no sense. Like they're totally two different mediums. Film, film is shot at 24 frames per second. Mm -hmm. Games are best played right now, I guess, at 60 frames per second, right? Yep. So like you yep. can't you can't combine those two things because basically you're you're moving, like you're controlling a game, whereas you're watching a film. And the reason a film is at 24 frames per second as opposed to you know 90 or 60 or 120 is because that 24 frames actually is what makes it look like a movie. Like that's that gives it that slick sort of like I'm a movie look. You know what I mean? And I, like, that's what I shoot all my videos in that are not when I'm not recording gameplay, I'm shooting in 24 frames per second. So I don't know. That's interesting. I thought, you know, you know I thought you're shooting in 60 or shooting in 24. Shooting 24. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good to know. Good to know. Pro tip. <laughs> so I shouldn't be shooting in 60 frames per second. Yeah, John makes the adjustment on our camera. <laughs> yes. Hold on. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know. It seems weird. It seems like it's very odd that we're more focused on resolution instead of frame rate. There's a lot of people who even say they can't see the difference between 30 and 60, which I think is insane. That's I insane. For I think it's, that's, yeah, that's insane. Yeah. I think it's very obvious the difference, but some people just, just I, don't. I think for, for some, um, they don't notice the difference because sometimes, I don't know. I, I guess obviously you, you can't do better 30 frames per second than other games, right? But like if you're playing a game like Super Mario Galaxy, sometimes you don't notice. Some, sometimes you might not notice that, you know? Um, but in a lot of games, you can notice. Like if a shooter is in 30 frames per second compared to 60, heck, even like Splatoon 2. You can know as soon as you go from that plaza to the single player or to the multiplayer, you can instantly tell the difference in, in, in it and like how it looks and just how it feels. So 
So yeah, I don't know why anybody would say they, they can't. And I, I mean, I've heard quite a number of people say like, yeah, I can't tell the difference. I'm like, well, I guess, but <laughs> there's right. obviously a difference, you know? It's, it's also weird that we're starting to see a lot of like companies put out, um, <laughs> I guess they're putting out trailers at 60 and the game is 30 when it ships. And that's to throw it like Crash was just like that, the new Crash Bandicoot game. They put out all these trailers at 60 frames per second, and then the game comes out and it's 30 frames, and people are really confused. Mm. I didn't know the game was 30 frames per second. I thought it was 60. No, it's 30 frames per second. Yep. Mm. It's very odd. Yeah. <laughs> I've been watching a lot of people play Crash. Like I, it, it's a great game to stream because mm-hmm. the, the whoever's playing is going to get jacked up. You know what I'm saying? Like they're <laughs> going to die. You're going to have like a lot of fan interaction. I mean, it's a fantastic game to stream. So I've been watching people stream it, and it's, it's awesome. Like, I'm living vicariously through them. Again, once again, <laughs> you know, I, I don't play a lot of different types of games. Like the player, was the public battlegrounds. I watch people play that because I don't want to play it, but I'll watch people play. Uh, same thing goes with like Crash, you know, like, so it's awesome. I, I love watching people die over and over. So that's cool. <laughs> it's it's great to see the people who have never played it because there's a lot of people who are like this game's super unfair and it's like that that's how it's always been <laughs> it's yeah, always I, been that way <laughs> i remember playing crash back in the day and just being like just dying over and over and just being like well this is just how games are you know what i'm saying it right. wasn't like oh this is super hard i was like no that's just how if you grew up in the nes era you know you, you know what i'm talking about oh you, yeah being beaten games it wasn't like a bad thing like you just like after you got done playing, you probably didn't beat the game. And you're just like, oh, well, I'll try again some other time. You know, like that's just how it was, you know, so. I could tell like some of the reviewers who didn't play a lot of games back then because they're like, this game's just too hard. It's just too hard. That's what, <laughs> yeah. and it got, and some people took points off because it was too hard. Which is ridiculous. <laughs> they did that with, they did that with Tropical Freeze, you know. Really? Some, like, wow. Yeah, GameSpot. They did that with, they said it's it's too hard. It's, it's just too hard of a game. And I was just like, well, wait a minute. That's how Donkey Kong has always been. Like it, and it, Donkey Kong has a pretty, rapid like move like the the difficulty it's like okay the first one's kind of easy then okay whoa it's really hard it's yeah the like, learning curve is extremely <laughs> steep You're yeah just like, oh, it's just... <laughs> it just shoots right up after the first world so i mean that that's the thing like a lot of people don't understand but that's how the donkey Kong games have always been very Absolutely. easy at the beginning you learn the ropes and okay not as time to actually get into some of the more the, the deeper mechanics so i mean yeah that's, i mean you can tell when when that happens with some of the reviewers but i never i would never take out points for a game being hard unless it's like like broken or un- like you know what i'm saying like if it's broken then okay but yeah if you feel the mechanics like falling apart as you're playing them it's definitely yeah. just like nah i don't want to play this mm-hmm. oh yeah yeah it's uh i don't know it seems weird to, to blame a game for it being hard and then take points off it's very odd yeah especially if it's just one guy reviewing it it's too hard for me so i'm gonna make it a nine and not a ten you know what i mean like well, usually they go lower you know with donkey kong they went to a six they gave that a six out of tropical freeze which is a lot of people consider that the best you know donkey kong game out there you know as far as the or at least one of the top the top three yeah it's definitely up the boss fights are great the levels are really interesting i wonder how many points he docked for the difficulty like that's ridiculous Uh, maybe a point or two maybe it would have been a seven or eight um without it i mean it just seemed like he didn't really like the game either though he just didn't like 2d platforming you know people were I guess maybe getting tired of it. I don't know what the deal is, but either way, I mean, I thought it was a great game, but yes, it was, it's very hard. You know, it, came, it came out at a weird time too. You know what I it mean? Yeah, like it, it was towards out. the end, right? No, it was it was twenty early twenty fourteen, so mid Wii U life. I mean, yeah, early early twenty fourteen that game came out. Yeah. Okay. So, let me let me ask you guys this. There's a there's a so you guys saw how we have a bunch of shifts to different engines now with some of the new games coming out like Madden is moving from their old engine to like the um what is it the Frostbite engine now? Yeah. 
Um, and uh, the rest, uh, wrestling, WWE moved from some old engine to this new engine, which they actually put screenshots out the other day, and it looks it looks a lot better. It does. And that game's supposed to be going to the Switch also. It's supposed to be interesting how that looks because we, we have no gameplay of any of that, apparently. Like, none of them. This is the first screenshots we've seen of the new engines. But the thing that's really weird is Madden is out in 20 days, I think, right? Something like that. Like, like Yeah, Madden always comes out August, like, 23rd, August something. So, yep, Madden's going to go up the, in the 20th, some type of 20th of this year, so... Right. The the pro the problem that a lot of people have right now is there are like no gameplay videos of the game still of Madden. I you know what I'll be honest, man. I'm I'm thinking something's going on with Madden because they just implemented the Infinity Engine, you know, into their yeah. proprietary engine, which made things like realistic tackling and all that. And now they're doing this whole jump to frostbite, which mm. Did they take over that Infinity Engine as well, which makes like for gang tackling and all that stuff? And it sounds like they just got rid of that completely, and they're doing Frostbite so they can do their little tell their story kind of thing. I don't trust Frostbite one bit for anything outside of shooters, anything outside of a battlefield. I don't trust Frostbite, especially after the whole Mass Effect, like first-person shooters, especially after that whole Mass Effect story. I'm I would be very worried about buying any type of you know EA game that's saying oh well we're moving over to like in the first year you know what i'm saying like in the first year of the of the frostbite engine i'd be i'd be worried about that so just I don't know. all the football players running around with like crazy faces yeah <laughs> dude they had some, i mean dude the, the, if you look back at their old engine dude there was some crazy stuff always going on in madden as it was yeah <laughs> and now they're moving to a new engine where they're on this tight schedule how madden you know every year they knew one, uh, and they're jumping to this new engine and they need to get it all done I think I'm. Uh, I think I'm with OJ on this one. I'm a little concerned as to to what's happening here with Madden because it seems like I don't want to say it's gonna be broken, but I think it's gonna be broken when it comes out. They, they, they're usually pretty proactive with Madden. They yes. get it out. They get it out to all the, the 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 brothers on YouTube who only play Madden. Like all those guys already have the have the game. And like, hey man, I got this new Madden. You know what I'm saying? Like they're already like, and I watch it. I'm like, okay, cool. Let's, but let's we just had our first. Now. We just had our first preseason game. Um, what yesterday? And there's yeah. nothing about Madden. They always <laughs> advertise on the first preseason. Yeah, and they always do. Like I said, the, the YouTubers usually have it at this point. I know Ghost Robo had the last year's Madden at this point, you know, and he would have uploaded a game at this point, and he's done nothing. And I, you know, I, I need to reach out to him. Maybe he, maybe he has a game. He just can't talk about it. But it's a little concerning. I mean, like, yeah, we're already we're getting into August here, and like, you know, you start seeing the practices are going, and there's no. I mean, the rosters are set. I mean, people know you can generally get a feel at this point who's going to make the squad. You know, yeah. you know oh, who yeah. you're. 50, you know who your 53 man roster is going to be, even though there's still more preseason. So, I don't but they know. always put out they always put out that update like after the first like during the first week of the the season anyway to fix anything. Yeah, people that got added or cut or whatever the case is. But generally speaking, most guys. I mean, the guys right now are that are still in like you know they're at 70 something. But right now you can, you know who the 53 is going to be for the most part. There might be one guy at the very bottom that doesn't make it, but you could still have that out. You know what I'm saying? And just have the game like at least show it to where you see the the starters um, and nothing so that's yeah. that's that's crazy you know we're used to seeing it at this point and it's, it's I'm, I'm a little i'm a little concerned i will say that yeah like th these are two games that have two new engines now wrestling's not out till october i think so that has time yeah. um but dude madden in less than three weeks it's coming out we know nothing about it no gameplay really it's it's a little alarming i'll say that because people are going to buy it no matter what 
they're gonna buy Madden like they do every year. So maybe EA is like, well, we can get away with it anyway. We'll just put Madden out, and everyone will buy it, even if it's broken. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, they've, they've done it before. I mean, they've launched in pretty rough states. Dude, I know. Madden 2006 on the 360 was absolutely terrible. <laughs> yeah, it was it was trashed here. It was definitely trashed here. It was horrible. So I mean, they've done it before where they've just launched in a horrible state. Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. But people still know. bought it. Oh man. Yeah, people <sighs> still bought it. People still bought it. Um, I saw I saw buying Madden after Madden 2010 or no Madden 2011. Madden 2011 was my last Madden that I bought. So. Well, let me talk about let me talk about my uh, my new favorite game coming up, and I know it's Evan's favorite game too because he can't stop watching gameplay footage of it. And that's the new Dragon Ball Fighters game that's yeah. coming out. Um, that everyone seems to be excited for because the more they show us, usually it goes the other way. The more they show you, the more you go, I don't know. The more we've seen about this game, the better it looks. Like, it just looks so good. They showed Krillin and Piccolo, um, and, it, and it looks great. Of course, Golden Freeze is in there, Super Saiyan Trunks. And uh, have you have you been keeping up with this, OJ? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, okay. I've, been, I've been keeping up with it. It looks great. Um, obviously, uh, Arc System Works, they're a very talented team. Um, I, I've been playing the Blaze Blue, or at least just at least checking it out and being interested in it since 2008 or something. Because my friend is a very he's a hardcore fighting game guy. He plays Guilty Gear and Blaze Blue and all that, and he introduced me to Arc System Works back then. So ever since then, I, I love the studio. I love their art, and um, yeah, Dragon Ball looks Dragon Ball Super looks amazing. So yeah, I'm I'm, I'm excited for it. Yeah, uh, Philip, have you been keeping up on it? Um. Not too much. I've seen some screenshots, uh, and I think it looks really, really cool. But I haven't really been following it. Oh, have you have you seen it in motion at all? I know it looks almost exactly like the anime. Oh, dude, dude there's like an hour. <laughs> there's Evan. Isn't it like an hour long video on YouTube? There's the, a bunch like, of them. Oh. There's there's all different kinds of videos of people who I guess have been to events and have recorded over an hour of footage each. Just nothing but fighting. Then there was also the uh, I, what was it? It was the Evo. Was was it Evo? Mm -hmm. Yeah, they had yeah they had, they had, they had, they had the Evo tournament. Yeah. The mini tournament in Evo, and they had a lot of really good fights there because we even had the one where. At the end of it, it was all he had was Goku. All he had was like a quarter health, and he still managed to get through three people on the <laughs> enemy team by the end. It was so beautiful. The game just looks fantastic. At this point, all I'm waiting for is like that Christmas moment of just like, oh, there's gonna be a 30 character roster or something. Just like what? Yeah, <laughs> they're still so announcing brilliant. a lot of characters. I think we yeah. will see quite a few more characters going along. And it's it's very odd. Uh, so, do you guys think it's gonna make a, a jump to the Switch at all? Oh, I think it, it. I think it is. I think one hundred percent. I feel like the engine. It's going to come down to whether it's easily compatible with the Switch. But I feel like it is smooth enough that it should make the jump. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, it has like. It's not like a. Like it's not like it doesn't look like a super demanding game when I look at it. I mean, um, it looks good, but the, the developer said that the power is not an issue at all. And if people, it was funny because then she said if people requested it, we'll do it and then like everyone flooded mm -hmm. twitter you know and bad dynamical is like okay yeah we hear you you know like and then that's all they said and then even there was another interview later where they talked about like hey what about like you know fighter z then he's like hey oh, well you know let's talk about xenoverse 2 and then like yeah. we'll talk about that later so i, I think it's gonna happen but they're, they're gonna push xenoverse 2 along because it's actually on the switch right now and fighters yeah. technically isn't yet so they're gonna try to sell you on the game that's actually coming to the system xenoverse yeah. 2 which xenoverse 2 is a good port i mean it's not like it's late it's not like well it's they they're trying to make a good port. It's not like it's super late. Not like two years, you know, or three years down the line. It came out last year, and they're making a good port for it. So yeah, I think they're just trying to make sure that they sell that, um, you know, yeah. and they can move on. So 
Yeah, it would be cool to see it though come out on the Switch because then you could take it with you to conventions or even Evo and stuff and stuff like that. And oh, if yeah. and if Arc does the port for it and it works perfectly fine, that also opens the door for all the Guilty Gears and all the Blaze Blues to that are coming out to eventually come to the Switch. It'd just be fantastic cool. for fighting games overall. Blaze Blue is. I think that the new one that's announced that's that was announced that one's coming to the Switch because there's an unannounced Blaze Blue game that's already confirmed for the Switch that Nintendo's already said it's coming. So I think it's going to be the new one. One it's like a crossover between there's like a couple different types of uh, crossover. So I think that one's going to be the Blaze Blue game that's coming. Guilty Gear, obviously we we don't know anything about that, but yeah, that'd be cool. Like I would love to have Blaze Blue um, just on, on the Switch. I think it would be great. You know. I mean, I'm getting that game. I'm getting that game either way. It's gonna come to yeah, the PC day one. also. Um, I'd probably actually buy it on the PC and then use whatever controller. You'll probably use your fight stick, Evan. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm gonna buy Fighter Z on the on the uh, on PC day one too. I, I I'm kind of shifting over to PC a little bit more now. Well, they were talking um, so. about crossplay even too. So we might see crossplay between the Xbox, the and PC, and then the PS4 and PC. So the PC will probably be able to interact with either one. But of yeah. course, the PS4 and the Xbox One won't be able to interact with each other. So mm -hmm. it seems like you have a better care like a better pool of people to, to fight by getting it on the pc so and, and honestly i don't think the system specs are gonna be very high anyway um mm -hmm. required so i would uh i would be interested to get it on the pc and, and obviously people put it at 4k and all this stuff but or they'll put it down to like 1080 or and try to get like you know 200 frames or something like that my my uh my subscriptions are running out this year so i have to, i don't think i really have an option of not getting i can only get it on the on the pc because i'm not renewing my subscriptions for microsoft and sony so oh man that's yeah. that's yeah that's like such a big like um I, I can't believe they're still charging money for their services i mean they're going to because they can and yeah. obviously now nintendo is getting in on it because why not your competition's getting away with it so let's do it too i get that um but man it's it's the craziest thing to think about i've been thinking about this more and more as i go along that they still charge for that stuff right because when I it was in its inf in infancy i understand they need to charge microsoft did to try to get their whole infrastructure set up and everything but they're they then revealed that it's peer-to-peer -peer anyway so i don't mind them charging i just think that the price is just a little too high I just think that it's a little, I mean, for, for Microsoft and Sony, it's, I mean, $120, or if maybe if you go through like the CD keys, it's going to be about 80 something dollars for both of them or 40 something, you know, um, if you go through CD keys. So for me, that's just too much for what the, for what they're offering. And like, like I said, I've been getting more into PC with Steam. It just seems to me like you're just going to save a lot more money if you just go with, you know, Steam, you know, with, with these games yeah. as far as third party. So, so would you, would you, would you prefer them to take the, uh, I'll say quote unquote free games out and uh, just charge like like a twenty dollar a year I would, thing. I, that would be great. I mean, obviously, developers wouldn't like that. Um, mm. Developers would be mad at it because they get a cut from that. Sure. Um, but as far as for me, yeah, if it was, I mean, if you can get Xbox Live and PlayStation for twenty bucks a year, then I it'd be like impulse buy for me. You know, it's like okay, only twenty bucks a year, that's fine. But at forty to sixty, uh, it just becomes I've got a PC that can do this for free. You know what I'm saying? It becomes to the point where I'm just like a, I don't know. So. Right, right, and then uh, like something like Nintendo is going to be twenty dollars a year, um, and uh, depending on what they offer, obviously, and how sound their connections are, they're also going to give you games apparently that you can have every month. Yeah, yeah, and then online play for the for the classic games, like they're going to yeah. actually enable them with online play. So that that's actually really cool. I mean, I don't know, uh, Philip, how do how do you feel about that, dude? As far as the, the I mean, do you have Xbox Live and PSN? Yeah, do you yeah, I have them both. I have them both. I've had Xbox. I was a beta tester for xbox live back in the nice. day yeah so i've had it since day one i even for the had original xbox 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, were I, you playing? Um, what was it? Oh gosh, Crimson Crimson Skies. Yeah, yeah. Crimson Bro, Skies. Why, why are you lying to us, dude? You're not that old. Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm uh, I'm 28. <laughs> mom, you took your mom's credit card back then, dude. Come on now. <laughs> uh, it's a lie about my age. Yeah, I think I, I to say I was like 18. See, we used to use a tunneling software back in the day so we could play Halo One online with the original Xbox. What was that oh, called wait. again? I forget what. That oh was called. gosh, Warp, it was like Warpipe, right? Warpipe? No, I Did think it was like I think it was like X Tunnel or something like that. Oh, okay, I've, I know what you're talking about because we, I can't we what did it's that called. too. Oh yeah. man! If anyone in the chat knows, put it in the chat, please. I can't remember what that was. Yeah, Warpipe is what we used to play Mario Kart Double Dash online. We, we, me and my friends, we would use that to play Double Dash on. But that on the GameCube. Was, yeah, on the GameCube. So nice. Yeah, we yeah. played um we played a lot of original Halo through that. <laughs> Halo was so it was so good. You guys, I mean, it was like revolutionary. You know what I'm saying? It was pretty play, awesome, man. It was amazing. Halo one, we had so many land parties when I was in high school. Yep. It was we, we, we would get the Xbox on the backpack and then like ride the bike <laughs> down the street, you know. Because you guys have to carry the CRT TVs, you're carrying the CRT's TVs around yep. to your friend's house. Yep. I mean, yep. oh my god, it was Mitch. it was amazing. Mitch in the chat has it. I think it was it was just called Xbox Connect with like oh, a Oh yeah, that's right. Xbox yeah. Connect. Yeah, or Xbox right. Connect. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, nice. thank nice. you very much, Mitch, for shouting that out. Um, <laughs> Connect, yeah. yeah, I remember that. It wasn't. It was a little janky at times. Like it was a little laggy. Didn't work as nice as um, Xbox Live did. But I I know um, that there were still people using it while Xbox Live was happening, um, which is really interesting. And they were like playing Halo One and everything while people were playing Halo Two online. So, and that was like a game that I just put probably over a thousand hours in. Like Halo, Halo 2 online was amazing because you yeah. could play with a buddy right there. So even if someone couldn't afford Xbox Live or if you, know, if you didn't have it, you could just go to your friend's house and you guys could both play on there online, which was, for me, that was great because I didn't have Xbox Live. I couldn't play it back then. And yeah. um, I could go to my friend's house and we would play Halo 2 all day online. So See, Halo was, 2 was, was good, but I feel like Halo 3 was like the pinnacle of Halo. Like that, <laughs> that was it, man. Halo 3 was awesome. You could do up to four people on the same screen online. I was a that poor college. I, I was a poor college student, so I didn't have Xbox Live at that right at that point. <laughs> yeah, but if you knew somebody who did, you could go over and play with them. On the <laughs> we were all poor college students. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was good yeah, times. I, miss... I love that. That's why Halo Five suffered so much. They got rid of that. Yeah, I miss when Bungie yeah. used to make Halo games. I love Destiny, but I miss Bungie Halo games. Oh, are you gonna get, are you gonna get Destiny too? On the PC, I've officially decided. I I started Destiny on the um, on the sorry on the PS4. You guys see that's the collector's edition. I have the ghost and everything. Mm -hmm. And then I moved over to the Xbox to play with all my Xbox friends that I've been playing with for like eleven years, because um, they all got Destiny. And now no one's getting Destiny two, but I want to play Destiny two, so I'm gonna play on the PC. So if anyone wants to play with me. Yeah, I mean, um, you have that 1080, so you might as well get the most frames out of it. Yeah. I, I, I might get Destiny 2 on PC. I, I know yeah. I'm not going to get it for PS4 or Xbox One. If I get it, um, maybe I'll get a review code. Maybe not. Who knows? Uh, probably, <laughs> I, think I, I think I'm lined up for a review code. I'll probably get it on the PS4. That's what they sent to me, and then I'll just buy it on the PC because it's coming out, I think, a month later on the PC. Yeah. It's coming out, yeah, it's coming out a little bit later. So I, I can wait. I don't care. So, I mean, I wait. <laughs> I wait for lots of games. So that's um. No when is that? That's like that's November, right? Uh, September. 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 It's coming out. Yeah. It's coming out like next month, right around this time. I think why it's like I think early. It was, why did I think it was November? Yeah, September. Jeez, man. It's, it's, a big, coming it's out. a big game. It's a big game. So most big games come out like November, but no, they they come out September. So September like eighth or something like that. I know. Yeah. It's like a, 
it's coming. I don't know. I, I think all these because all these games are showing up, and it's like, oh man, I, I, that's the problem, man. When like September hits, I just start getting lost in all the releases. <laughs> I am praying to God that Rainway turns out to be exactly what we want it oh, to be, oh, yeah, so that yeah. I can play Destiny on my Switch. Let's talk about that for a minute too. They, they, keep out, they, they keep putting out more footage for that. Do you see that? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it looks awesome. Uh, Half Life, and they showed off more Witcher. You know, so yeah. I, I, how close is that to being done? I feel like that's got to be getting close. It's got to be really close by now. Yeah. Or I mean, I know they're going into like a beta or whatever with like actually launching it like beta like this fall. So mm. they're gonna, but not not with Switch with uh, like phones and i don't know like pc or something else you know like i know it so i know it's it's going to the beta this year maybe it'll be done next year for switch you know so okay it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting i i don't know i yeah I, i'm just trying to i'm trying to like iron out all my releases because there's so many and you gotta buy a bunch of them <laughs> it's gonna be this was always like the time of year that would come up and i'd be like yeah my wallet's about to get destroyed by games um but We'll see. There's just so much stuff happening. Like Nintendo has a crazy lineup. Sony's lineup's pretty good with third party, and then so is obviously Xbox. And they have a new system coming out that I'm I have to buy, I guess. Um, an Xbox One X, which is going to be a whole five hundred dollars shot right there. Uh, am I, Philip? Are you getting an Xbox One X? I'm going to try to. Um, I yeah, they pre-orders haven't went out for that yet, have they? No, we're still waiting, dude. Right. Yeah. So I'm definitely going to be on on the nowinstock.net which I think I told you about. Did you get on that? Yeah, I checked that out. Yeah, but apparently they're um they're saying that uh, the, the, the pre-orders just haven't happened yet. They're going to happen, but they haven't happened. Like the Super Nintendo Classic is supposed to get pre-orders later on this this month. Um, um, yeah, I'm so tired of these things getting announced and then just like us being left in limbo with like, okay, I want one. How do I get one? You know, like yeah. I don't want to miss my chance. Dude, we're going to go. Know? We're going to be able to pre-order a month before the thing comes out, which is insanity. Um, yeah. I did talk to them and see if I could get one, but I don't think I'll have one sent. <laughs> the X, the Xbox One X. No, no, I, I'm definitely not getting that. Uh, uh, the the Super Nintendo Classic. Oh. Um, yeah, I don't, yeah. I, don't, I don't think they'll send me one, but you never know. No. Oh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Yeah, Sometimes I, Nintendo I, I, just sends you stuff without you knowing. Like I know a lot of people just got two DS XLs. Just they just showed up on their yeah, doorstep. I saw that. I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. What is that about? Yeah, the mm -hmm. um yeah, the the masters got the that stuff sent. I was like, I didn't even think to ask about that. Jeez. Yeah. So <sighs> I need to ask about that stuff from now on. <laughs> Although I don't know if I'm allowed to take it apart then. I don't know how that works. Right, actually, I don't think not. there's anything I don't think there's anything in the contract that's like I can't take it apart. <laughs> I wouldn't even ask. I would just check. <laughs> <laughs> I um I did try to I'm trying to get one of those um Sega uh systems. Did you see those? The the AT game Sega systems? That um everybody is like uh, uh like attacking right now and saying it's terrible. Is that what uh, Dreamcast guy just reviewed? He likes it, um, but yeah. a lot of the other places don't like it. And then did you see what they said? The AT Games, <laughs> they they said that they accidentally sent out again quotations accidentally sent out um a bunch of old firmware systems to reviewers. Wow, are you serious? Yeah, and that insane. So apparently now they're going to resend uh newer firmware systems to reviewers, and they want them to review it again. Yeah, right. Okay. I'm sure everyone's going to do it again. Yeah, I, I <laughs> doubt that's going to happen for an old system. Maybe the most hardcore of like classic dudes. Uh, did, did um I don't know, did, did Retro Gaming Tube, did he get one? Did he review it too? Uh, um, retro. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? Sh I think you've had him on the show before. RGT85? Yeah, Sean Long. Did he? Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah. 
I don't, I don't, I don't know. If he, okay, that's one of the things I was I was kind of waiting for him to talk about. I mean, I watched I watched uh, Dreamcast guy, but I, I didn't really see anyone else talk about it. So I don't know yeah, if he got no. one or not. Yeah, RGT didn't get one. No, I was I was almost positive he would get one too, mm-hmm. um, but he didn't, which was weird. I I don't know. Maybe the, the mailing list for that was weird. Like um, Max got one, and he told me he just randomly found like a random Twitter handle and messaged them, and somehow he got it from there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I messaged them, and they, they didn't get back to me. But uh, then I messaged him again, and I was like, "Hey, if you want me to look at it, I can identify your chips and explain to people what's going on if you want." And they didn't message me back again, so because <laughs> they seem so. Uh, uh, I guess uh, bent on getting people to understand what's in their system and that it's not like they're claiming hardware and not software emulation and all this stuff. And I'm like, look, I can, I can tell them if it is the fa- and they, I don't know, maybe, maybe they don't want that. <laughs> Who knows what's in there? Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's weird. Sometimes people out there, it's, you're listening. It's, it's weird out there sometimes to get in contact with uh, manufacturers and schedules to sync up and messages to get through. Sometimes it just doesn't work out like that. Messages don't always get through, and then sometimes they do, and they randomly send you a very expensive piece of hardware for some reason. Like I can't imagine getting like uh, like those Ryzen chips from AMD went out, and they show up on people's doorsteps. It's like hundreds of dollars worth of computer hardware that they just send out. Yeah, and it's like I hope man. you at least have to sign for it. I hope that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, I thought the same thing, dude. So many people walk around and like steal packages in my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I've been having the same thing happening in my neighborhood too, which is very scary because I'm expecting some very important things coming. So, like, that oh, would suck. Cool. Yeah, you got, some, yeah. you got some new stuff coming for the channel? Yeah, I got that. Um, the power block from Nyko for the Pro Controller. Can you oh, get them as a signature only? Did, did they get back no, to you on that yet, or I you just buy so. one? Um, well, they're sending me one, but I am so super impatient. I just ended up going out and buying one myself because they're like oh, in stores. Go. So, oh, um, okay. yeah, <laughs> I'm going to try and get a video out for that on Monday review. How much are those power blocks anyway? I think it's like 20 bucks. It's really oh, cheap. That's yeah. It? <laughs> yeah. What's yeah. Do even have them at right now? Um, I know that you, you can probably get one on Amazon. I think that they're still available there. Most of the Nyko stuff that's out is really hard to find. Like Nyko is hey. making some really crazy stuff and people are really excited about it for the Switch. So if you're interested in it, I highly suggest you like get on an email list or something like that or just be aware of when something's coming out because that stuff is like, it's hard for me to get it. And I'm and I'm trying to get it. You know what I mean? So and I'm talking to Nyko and it's hard for me to get it. So Yeah, they told me they're sending me that in the dock, but I don't know. I got the grip yeah. super I got the grip super late from them, but I mean they sent it. I just got super late. <laughs> like did you they sent you yours, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. They sent me the, the clip grip power. They're actually sending me everything. They're sending me yeah, the whole thing. That's what they've thing. told me too. They're sending me everything. And I'm like, all right, and it's out, like you said. Um yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> so we'll, we'll see. see. We'll see how it goes. Someday. I don't know. I hope that um I hope that those come in soon though because like the sooner we get them the sooner you guys can see them and that's what's most important is to kind of get the word out and show you if it's worth getting or not you know so I don't know yeah we'll see we'll see I just I'll just take it apart what is it <laughs> okay there it is yeah, I see it yeah I see the power I didn't even I've never even looked at the thing is it um the, oh no that's not it that's Type C connector is it just um what's the power which charge okay it's charge block is that what i'm thinking of i'd be very interested in in um seeing you take this thing apart like is especially the, the base part like the the big fat block part it's the it's a charge block yeah so it charges joy cons char- no it charges the pro controller but they do have something for joy con as well 
remote control. Okay, I see. I see it here. Yeah, yeah, I'd be interested to take that one apart to take a look at it. They have a lot of stuff coming out. Nyko, man, they are yeah. like backing the switch big time. Yeah, they may, and you know, I, I mean, I've only had a little bit of hands-on time with it so far. I'm going to kind of spend the rest of the weekend playing with it, but mm-hmm. it seems like it's pretty decent. But I just don't like how like cheap some of the stuff feels. You know, like it's very sort of lightweight. Same thing for the clip grip power thing was like a little bit lighter than the pro controller but then again it's better than the grip so or the grip that comes with the uh the switch so mm, okay yeah. you'll see once you get your hands on it it's very light like it looks beefy it looks like a mm-hmm. like a paperweight but it's like a quarter of a pound so it's pretty interesting someone asked uh in the chat i'm starting to look at the chat to see if we have any questions someone asked you, in the you chat i not want to look in the chat there's been some crazy stuff. i don't know what's happening in the chat anymore oh god uh, I, I haven't said anything about it but it's been they literally almost said nothing about what we've been talking about i, know. I was just, debating just cleansing the caps lock for a second there <laughs> are people are people just fighting in the chat fighting calling uh, calling some racism here and this sprinkled in through <laughs> calling us names. Well, me and Evan to be particular. <laughs> oh no, did that did that guy come back? I don't um, know. He did time him out, but he hasn't come back yet. <laughs> oh, so it's so it's the internet then. All right. Yeah, it's just it's just I mean all of us have I think all of us have pretty thick skin. I mean, since we're on the internet quite a bit, so um oh okay yeah someone was asking about the new razor phone. Apparently Ra- uh, you guys don't know Razor is apparently going to be attempting anyway to make a phone for gamers which is weird and um, engage too <laughs> it's gonna be i guess it's a phone that's gonna be able to play a lot of the uh like the high-end games it could frame rates and everything and uh it's i don't know i don't know how well that's gonna work because it's it's not a known brand razor and um apparently they they're looking on i guess to get more money to make it happen do you mean Razer, the computer company, or like Motorola Razer? Like, oh, the, I'm Razor's sorry, yeah, the, the computer company. Oh, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and I, I don't, I don't know how well it's going to work. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. It's Razer, so yes, we know who they are, but the person walking to the Verizon store is going to know who they are. <laughs> That's um, true. Yeah, very, so. very true. I don't know um, what do, what do they mean by high end games? Like, do they mean console quality games? Or uh, I mean, there there are some games now that that are that do do run kind of slow on certain phones like a lot of them um i I don't don't know i don't know um any certain ones off the top of my head i know there's like a call of duty style game some of the city builders are starting to become kind of graphically intense so Um, it's more mobile it's a it's a phone that plays mobile phone games only we're not going to get like like a actual triple a title right this thing yeah, okay yeah, okay yeah. Um, but i mean there, there are some games coming out on phones now because they've evolved so much that look pretty good like they look like newer final fantasy style games like final fantasy 7 8 9 all of these are on the phone and i even heard talks of 10 possibly going to the phone as they get better so um i am blown away happening. by phone games yeah like the, the mobile games that are coming out they look great i wish there was a little bit more depth to a lot of them but like mm-hmm. i know what was it that just came out this week and I really want to play it. It's a new, it's a Tales game that just came out on iOS, and it's like a real Tales game. I know what game. you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know exactly I'm what you're talking about. So excited to just see what that's all about. I, I haven't touched it yet, but if anyone's played it, let me know if it's good. Mm, Definitely, I'll, I'll look into that. I, yeah, Tales are those are fun games. I'll have to see what that's called. Um, do you know if it came out on Android also? I, I don't know. I have no idea. Okay, let me um, let me ask you guys this. Uh, this is another question I saw in the chat. Um. Do you, do you guys think this whole thing... So, did you see the whole thing with the Samus Returns amiibo? I did. I made a video on it. 
Oh, about, okay, so yeah, apparently there's a, you could probably explain it pretty well, OJ. There's a mode locked behind the Amiibo, according to a lot of people. There's a fusion, it's called like fusion mode, um, but we don't know what fusion mode does. All we know is that there's a mode, you need the squishy Amiibo, and um, it'll unlock her suit from Metroid Fusion, which is on the Game Boy Advance, mm -hmm. and um, fusion mode, whatever that entails. Um, one of the quotations around it was an additional mode. So when I hear additional, that means that it's, adding on to something else that they already do afterwards. So maybe there's a hard mode and then there's also another additional fusion mode. So that's what I'm thinking. Obviously people aren't happy with it, um, but there's just not, for me, there's just not enough information before I cry like, you know, fair or foul. I mean, obviously it would be great if they just put it in there, um, right. but we don't know what fusion mode does. Is it just like hard mode, but with the suit? Because they really, they haven't said anything, you know, it might just be hard mode, but the suit, you know? Yeah, so we're thinking like, um, so you're, I mean, the, the perfect world is, you know, you have to beat the game, you have to do challenges, something to unlock it, or you get the Amiibo and you just unlock it instantly. That's that's the idea, right? That's what most people want. Um, but in this case, from what I understand, it is it is just hard locked behind the Amiibo, whatever the fusion mode is. Is that why people yeah. are frustrated? Yeah, you need the Amiibo to unlock the fusion mode. Plus, there's some other things that's like, if you have like uh, one of the other Amiibos, it like gets you like a Metroid tracking feature, like to mm -hmm. where you can, um, on the map, you know, um, that, to where you can track the Metroids. I mean, that's not as big as, I guess, a whole new mode, but it seems like a little handy thing. And then the other things that are in there as far as like extra, there's like an extra energy tank. There's other things that are throwaways. Really what people are upset about, from what I've seen, is just the, the, the fusion mode. But we don't know what fusion mode is. We don't know how many additional modes are, there are. So if there's like three other additional modes, and then if you have an Amiibo, you get fusion mode, then it's not as bad, you know? Whereas mm -hmm. like, if there's no additional mode afterwards, and like, the only thing is fusion mode, and that's locked behind Amiibo, and that's not cool, you know? So I'm a little confused, because I've always looked at Amiibos as things to collect, but they're kind of physical, like, representations of DLC to an extent. And oh, yeah. it seems like people are just now figuring that out, <laughs> which is weird uh, to me. It, it, it's been like that for a little bit at this point, um, to yeah. where Amiibo will own, like, there's, like, even, like, in Smash Brothers, I mean, obviously the Smash Brothers, it's, it's optional, but like the fact that you need that in order to train your amiibo, you know what I'm saying? Like to have yeah. a, a character that can train, like they could just do that without an amiibo. That could be something that could be easily done, you know, because the amiibo learns the moves and then you can fight that against someone else. Um, but that's something from pretty much day one um, that they've that they've done. Um, but then like when they do too less, people don't like it. Like oh well, it's pointless, you know. So I don't know if Nintendo's ever. I don't think there ever be a way that they can find a balance to where everyone's happy. You know, with with the, mm -hmm. with the amiibo, you know, because either it's either too less or it's too much. I've never seen anything where everyone like right down the middle. Everyone's like, okay, this is great. It works out for everyone, you know. Right. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's weird because I've always looked at them as DLC to an extent. And now I guess people are just now figuring that out. It's very odd because they've been around for a while. Um, I don't know. It's weird. It's it's odd. I guess now because they're hearing that it's locked behind something. But they said the same thing about the Zelda hard mode, and then that turned out to be kind of iffy. And it's I don't know. It's um, it's interesting because company other companies do worse, and technically people like to buy the stuff to collect it. So I don't, I yeah, don't know. It I, seems like a weird thing to be getting that uppity about. Yeah, I mean, we'll see what fusion mode is. I think it's one of those things to where I can understand where some people are upset with it. Um, but I just feel that we need to know a little bit more information. But I definitely see the other side of the coin. You know, I'm not going to be one tracked and say that oh, oh my gosh, like it's fine. It's not, you know. But I mean, like like you said, I they've been doing this for. A while now, you know, oh, yeah. like, you know, so 
But for me, like I said, it says additional mode, so I'm pretty sure there's going to be a hard mode. There's going to be something, but it's just like a little extra because all the other stuff is pretty. It's nothing crazy, you know. That's the only thing people are really upset about is that what's one. The, what's an amiibo? Amiibo costs thirteen dollars. Yeah, this one though, this Metroid amiibo, it, it only comes in a double pack. Uh, okay. So this one's like twenty something. It comes with the Samus Returns amiibo where she's like this, you know, kneeling mm -hmm. down. And then it also comes with the Metroid, and it's only a double pack. And some people are saying, "Oh, well, it's going to be hard to find." But I don't really think it's going to be hard to find because. Yeah, but I mean, you you buy that, or I see a lot of people who buy the Figma statues that are like eighty bucks. Yeah, <laughs> they don't do anything, and it's yeah. like, uh, yeah, that's that's the thing, and you know, and the biggest thing for me is like, okay, well, does the game have plenty of hours of content first and foremost? Now, if they're cutting out all the content and locking it behind Amiibo to where most of the stuff, like half the stuff you get behind Amiibo, then okay. You know, I can understand people being super upset, but the game is probably going to be packed full of stuff to do anyway. You know, it's probably going to be a long, great game, and then whatever else they add into it, they add into it. But like I said, it says it's an additional mode. That's one of the things that was in quotations. So I'm guessing they already have like a hard mode. They already have everything, but it's just a little bit extra for those who do get the Amiibo. That's I do, do want to make one other point. If you were crying about Metroid, like in general, like people who are watching stuff, you were, you were making a big deal about Metroid coming back, you pretty much should be buying this game when it comes out. <laughs> so I have a feeling there's a lot of people who are like, I want Metroid, and then this game's going to come out and not everyone's going to buy it for some weird reason. This is like, this is, this is like Metroid at its heart and soul, and then Metroid Prime is coming to make the other side of the fan base happy. So it's like, it, it, I feel like it should sell well, but I mean, who knows? With how much outcry there's been, it's it's time I think we're getting to a point where the fans need to actually buy the game. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, especially if you're a Metroid fan, like you should don't worry about Amiibo. Like, <laughs> like that's basically like the last thing that you're worried about is like the Amiibo. Um, just be worried that the game is, or just be happy that the game, I guess, is here and it's going to be a full game, you know, out like the fusion mode. It's going to be a full game with it. So I think most Metroid fans don't care. Um, they're just happy that Metroid is back um, more so than anything. I know I'm a, I'm a big Super Metroid fan, so I'm excited to see, I'm excited to see this. I've never played the, the Game Boy game. I, I, and if I played it, it was so long ago, I don't remember. You know, I might have oh, played cool. it. Yeah, yeah. So nice. I've never played it, so I'm super excited about it. Nice, nice. Very good. Okay, um, is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about before we wrapped it up? Um... What are you guys having for dinner? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I already ate. I ate a bunch of chicken. It's 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 eleven o'clock here. Oh gosh, okay. don't don't tease me with chicken, man. I had to give up chicken. <laughs> I had I had fifteen I had fifteen pieces of chicken. So no, no, you didn't. Fifteen I, pieces. Dude, I don't, yeah, I went Chick Fil A and got um uh four of the number three entree. <laughs> oh man, now I now I feel like punching you. Yeah, <laughs> I'm really jealous. <laughs> Packing up on the protein, man. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, no, I, I don't, I don't know if there's anything else coming up this week. I don't know if there's any games releasing this week coming up. Is there? Um, I should have checked the list before we went on, but I didn't. <laughs> um, I don't know if there's any indie games coming out or anything. There's, I know there's no big release right on the Switch, PS4, oh. Xbox One, because we're oh. still in that summertime. Which, yeah. I, trigger should be coming out next week. Phantom Trigger yeah. comes out next week. Um, something else comes out on the tenth. Uh, Cinemora X comes out on the tenth. Okay, watch hold that on. video. There's a bunch we, of games coming out. <laughs> we've got we've got breaking news though right now from my boy Blanger, who's also a YouTuber by the way. Okay. Um, he makes he makes one video a year, um, okay. <laughs> but they're always really good. So Blanger says Dragon Quest Builders was just announced for PS4 and Switch. So I mean I don't know if you want to 
I might want to double check. Somebody want to double check on that. But so Dragon Quest Builders two, um, hmm. that's what he that's what he's saying on Twitter right now. So it, Dragon Quest Builders two, two announced for it's not a port. Dragon Quest Builders two just announced for PS four and Switch. Things said let's go. He's not one to make up fake news or anything like that. So that's what he says. Maybe yeah. Now it's PS4 there. It's on. It's on uh, they just announced it over on Game uh, GamesTalk.net has it. It looks like and it's in. Yep, they have the logo. It was on a stream that they just did. Um, yeah, there's. Yep, there it is. There's logos for PS4 and Switch. So that's more Square Enix support. That's fantastic because super excited. Yeah, yeah Dragon Quest. Apparently, that's a really good game. I haven't played it yet. If there's a Switch version, I'll buy it. I'm not buying that on PS4. I'm not trying to play a no Minecraft like type of game on PS4. You know, sitting down and having to turn on my TV and installing. Like, if it's on Switch, I can just you know pop it and play. It, then I'll I'll check it out. I played I it a bunch it. on Vita, actually. The first Dragon Quest, obviously, the second one's not not out. But um, <laughs> the the first one on Vita is great. It's a lot of yeah. fun, and it's not like Minecraft because it's very. It incorporates like the whole RPG, like Square Enix, you know, Final mm -hmm. not Final Fantasy, Dragon Questy mentality of of mm -hmm. the whole game. But it but then you can make your own house and you can do like lots of cool stuff. So having if that I still had a Vita, awesome. yeah. If I still had a Vita, I would definitely get it on there. So yeah. I mean. Yeah, I think that's a for me it'd be more of a portable game. But um yeah, that's cool, dude. That's I'm mm -hmm. glad that you liked it. So I know like okay, this one's gonna be pretty good then if they're just announced. I hope so. I hope yeah. so. Yeah. See, we're on we're on the edge of our seat for this big announcement, and you're like breaking <laughs> news is here. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> breaking news, Dragon Sweet. Quest builders. I guess yeah. that was a little bit of a letdown. <laughs> Dude, I'm stoked, man. Good job, OJ. Thank you. I was expecting something like massive to be announced. You know, like, oh, no, the, the, here's the supplemental compute device that's coming. <laughs> or Grand Theft Auto V announced for the Switch. Like, More uh, breaking news. In order to play Dragon Quest Builders 2, you need a supplemental computing device. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh, so what's, okay, before we go, what's, um, what's your guys' uh, game you're looking forward to in August? Is it pretty much Raving Rabbids and Mario? Oh yeah, for me. That's the, that's the game I'm looking for. Oh my oh, god, that's... that video, man. What's your, what's your game? Kingdom Battle, man. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's got everything. I I played it a bunch uh, at Comic Con, and it's just awesome. So much. Yeah, fun. it was it was fun. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot more RPG in there than I thought there would be. So I'm really excited Ooh. about the whole like weapons, gear, leveling up. That whole that thing is going to be awesome. That's like a skill tree too, right? Like a kind of like a full on skill tree for each character. Yeah, nice. which is really awesome. You can do like combo attacks you can chain attacks like there's so much strategy there it's not a dumbed down version of XCOM at all like this game has some awesome combat in it so people are people are saying sonic mania yes sonic mania is gonna be awesome and i'm working on getting that uh soon we'll say that one uh, thing about schedule so too is it's not like a it's not like a collective collection of old sonic games like it's a new sonic game mm -hmm. with some remastered levels and did and you see, did um, you see who's uh who's helping him make it it's fans, right? Yeah, it's, it's all fans. the fans. Yeah, that's the that best cool? part. Yeah, it's, it's that's so gonna be cool. awesome. They had yeah. the um, they had the uh, the 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 what was it, the bonus stages, which were like a three D kind of like where you collect the orbs and there's UFOs and everything. Yeah, yeah, that's from the Saturn. Yeah, that was so cool. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that too. That's actually out on the fifteenth, I think. Right? Am I wrong about that, or is it the fifteenth? Man, I just uploaded that video today. Apparently, <laughs> people are talking about there might be a physical edition of that game. There's there is. A it's a collector's edition. Yeah. yeah. Well, the collector's edition doesn't have the. It doesn't have a physical copy of the game in it. Oh, I mean, like it's just a code. Yeah, it's a code. Oh no. <laughs> oh, no. Like there's actually going to be like a, a real cartridge physical edition. <gasps> like, that's a rumor. There's gonna be a cartridge. Yeah, yeah, like a cartridge physical edition of the game. There's a rumor. Awesome. That's gonna be, it was listed as a physical edition. So I mean, for me, like. 
I can't. I if I'm gonna buy that game, I need to have a physical. I, I really. I mean, unless I get a review copy, which Sega actually sends me review copies, so I'll probably get a review copy anyway and have it. But I mean, if I was to buy it, I would really want a physical for that game in particular because I'm a nostalgia, old school, you yeah. know, type of guy. So I that really game looks like awesome. I mean, I can understand if they didn't do it. You know, obviously pricing wise, it doesn't mm. really make sense. But if they did for the fans out there, that would be really cool. Mm. Yeah, I'll be looking forward to that too. But I guess I think everybody is looking forward to Kingdom Battles because it looks so different. Did you guys very quickly before I end? Did you guys see the uh, the um, I think it was an article by from Eurogamer. They did a video on it also where they talked to the the developers kind of behind the leaks where they not the people who leaked it, but the people who were on the other side of the leaks where we were all hearing about it ahead of schedule and they're kind of sitting at their offices learning about us learning about the game like they're yeah. they're finding out they're hearing about it. Did you see kind of from their point of view where they 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 heard all the fan like kickback where people were like, Oh, you're putting Mario in the rabbits and all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was sad. It was sad for them because a lot of people went, they didn't just go to like, to the point of saying like, okay, well, I don't like this. It was like, they were cussing them out. They're being really negative about something. And like, think about if you were working on that game and you know, you have a badass game, you know, you know, you have a great game and then people are saying all this stuff, but you can't say anything. You can't do anything about it. And you know, you got this awesome game. So, I mean, it sucks to be on that end. Right. <laughs> yeah, isn't that interesting? It's it's I've never thought of it from that point of view because they had him and uh, Grant Grant Kirkhope I think in the interview and yeah mm-hmm. they were talking about it and that's apparently one of the reasons he got so like like uh, so like choked up or caught up in the moment when they got that camera mm-hmm. on him is mm-hmm. because he knew it was good like he kept having to apparently he kept having to like tell his staff like no no mm-hmm. it is good it yeah. is it's yeah. gonna be. And then he even had to he even had Grant uh, Kirkhope like text him and say no no it, it is good Just yeah because he was like asking him like hey are we doing the right thing here like is everything yeah. are we, is this okay like because he was losing confidence because people were just destroying him online you know and I was trying yeah. and everyone told me I'm damage control like when I was trying to tell people no calm down it's it's going to be good because I mean I knew a little bit more about the game. You know, I saw about it. I, I didn't see any footage, but a lot of like the people, you know, who I had telling me, they're like, no, this is going to be good. So when, when I saw people bashing, I was just like, no, guys, chill out. And the people just said, oh, you're just damage control. And I'm like, all right, fine. That's what you think I am. Wait till you see the game yourself. You're going to see that it's a great game. Like, it's, I mean, like, it's not going to be like Super Mario Odyssey. It's not going to be like, you know, super, super like AAA or whatever the case is, whatever you want to say. But is it going to be a great game? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So. And then, uh, but yeah, the, they had that. And then, of course, they have the boss himself come out and like put the game over. And that's what helped them get like, uh, get su- like a lot of confidence in the game. And then they're just off and running there. So I think it's going to do well. I think a lot of people are going to buy into it despite the rabbits thing, especially once the reviews start coming out. Cause I think it's going to be a game that reviews very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just, it's going to sell regardless, though. It's going to have a high attach rate. Yeah, I, I think I think the fact that mm-hmm. you're dressing up the rabbits that makes it a little bit better. If they were just rabbits, like butt naked, like they always are, like, just like the <laughs> naked rabbits, that would be bad. If like if you're just rolling around with the normal rabbits, the fact that you're they're dressed up, it's humorous, and the fact that you're you're shooting and beating up other rabbits, yeah. that's a good thing because it's like okay, I have these dudes, but at least they're dressed up, and now we're beating up these rabbits. Okay, I can deal with this, you know. So, mm-hmm. yep, cool. All right, I guess we're uh, we're we're good for now. We'll wrap up. Um, let me go down the line here. Um, OJ, where can they find you, man? Yeah, I'm at um, Player Essence. Just look that up. I'm on Twitter. You can follow me at Player Essence. Also, I'm on YouTube as well. Um, I cover a lot of uh, Japanese gaming and a Nintendo. So if you like uh, to be up to date on all the latest news, all the latest financial information, all of that, you can just uh, head over to my channel. Um, and obviously, if you like Japanese gaming, you like Final Fantasy like Dragon Quest, you like all that on PS4, all that stuff. I cover all that. 
pretty good as well. Uh, at least two to three videos a day. So yeah, that's where you can find me, guys, or find me at. Very good. And then uh, Philip, what about you, man? Uh, you guys can find me on YouTube. Just search uh, Philip F I L I P. I do a bunch of Nintendo Switch stuff, only Nintendo Switch stuff right now, actually. Um, so I do a lot of accessory reviews, hardware reviews, gameplay videos, top fives, a bunch of bunch of really cool Switch stuff going on, and also you're on Twitter. Climbing up the, you're climbing up the ranks pretty quick, man. You're gonna crash into 50k soon. I'm about to give a Switch away, another Switch away a second switch <laughs> so this, this man is this man is hoarding switches in his room that's what he's doing yeah. oh my god guys yeah, yeah there's been a few in this house that's for sure <laughs> you're, you're giving uh you're giving away a switch and i'm giving away a uh a 2ds xl so there you go how fitting it's perfect <laughs> yeah maybe i'll have to give away an xbox one x oh no, man <laughs> i need to get one first before i give it away <laughs> uh, see how that goes. I will. I will take it apart, though. That's happening. Um, and uh, Evan, what about you, man? Well, I mean, you can find me doing stuff on the Spawn Wave channel, of course. Uh, yes, just, you're on uh, camera now. Yeah, and I'll just link in the chat. That's my for my art stuff that I do. And then there's Kimmerix Games, which is a niche one for specifically the gigantic scene for the PvP and uh, the competitive scene and stuff for that as well. Kimmerix Project on Twitter. If you just want to see me update things, that's where all the news goes through when I'm posting things up. Yeah, and cool. if you guys haven't seen um, Evan's review for Splatoon Two, definitely check it out. He did an awesome job breaking down that game and actually like showing you why it's a good game. So definitely check it out. I think Evan's going to be reviewing the um, Rabbids game too, Raving Rabbids, right, Evan? Yeah, nice. I can do that. I mean, it's tactics. I love tactics games. We'll see how good it stands up to that. Easy enough. Maybe they'll even let us, depending on the embargo, let us actually like talk about it for like five minutes or whatever they give us. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how much time they give us, and we could try to do that like we did with the other games. Um, so people like uh, Phantom Trigger, where we kind of ran through a quick little bit of that. So um, good stuff, though. Very cool. So uh, thanks, guys, for tuning in. Um, th these will start showing up on SoundCloud again. I don't know if you guys saw, but SoundCloud was like having financial issues to where they were going to go out of business or something. Um, and I think they may have got it figured out. They were looking for investors or people with money, I guess, to come in and save them. And I think they're going to get saved. Mm -hmm. So before I wasn't sure if I was going to have to go to like Podbean or some other place, I think SoundCloud is going to be okay. So we'll, we'll, we'll ride it out at least to the end. I'm just backing up all the stuff, but we'll see how that goes. But thanks guys for watching and uh, we'll see you next weekend.